0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. So much enthusiasm on that one, I don't know why. Uh, My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com, and broadcasting just outside of Boston, Massachusetts from the Drew Estate Studios, this is the Spare Notes series, and joined once again from North Carolina at 5'6". William Cooper of CigarCoop.com is here with us tonight. William, what is happening?
1: You guys found me, so. Uh, all right. Uh, so
0: first of all, before you get into your, I, I don't know, you're all nervous because you have to give an explanation, and everyone wants to know what it right. is. And I, and I listen. I already have the privilege of knowing what it is now. There was a, uh, it was a little bit of a panic because I knew I was going to be a few minutes late, but I still got home and set up before like nine ten. So then I'm like, all right, Cooper, where are you? And then another, like, 15 minutes went by, and I'm like, where is he? And I'm like, there's no way he's still doing jukebox. So there's a group of some of us, and, of course, our top Spare Notes fan in the whole wide world, J.R. Davis of Blue Smoker Dallas. What's up, J? Love you, buddy. Uh, it, it, it created a group earlier, and I went in the group, and I was like, hey, so just because I know Jay's a big fan, I said, J, th- just so you know, the show has not started because I can't find Coop. And I was seconds away from calling in the pinch hitters and i called you i texted you and i'm like jay can you be camera ready in five minutes he's like i mean i can but maybe bear should step in maybe aaron loomis all of a sudden you resurfaced and i said where the hell were you it's almost 9:30. well you know i i finished jukebox and, and uh you know uh, i got distracted and um uh and i knew he was building to something else because i know when coop gets nervous he starts to start a little bit he's like hey, uh well Nature was calling, and I didn't have my phone. I went, there it is. Coop had to take a dump, and he didn't have his phone. And I'm over here like,
1: what's going on? I'm waiting for you. No, it was a combination of a whole bunch of things. That was in there, too. Um, But let's just put it like that. Yeah, it was – I I knew you were going to be late, and I was like – normally I'm rushed to do this show after Jukebox. But no, I was, like, taking my leisurely time, uh, talking to my kid. You know, I ate some dinner. I didn't rush dinner down, and – um, and I went and got my, you know, I got a Lancero just for Jay, and, um... What Lancero you grab? Don Carlos.
0: Oh, good for you.
1: Yep, yep. So, um, so yeah, long story short, I didn't have, the phone was sitting in the studio here, right? So I didn't see any of these messages, I'm like, and I and I finally look at the time, I'm like, oh shit, let me see if Matt's, like, and then I see the the APB's out, I'm like, oh man. So, uh, <laughs> but I'm here, and it's good, and, uh... Hopefully that won't happen again. <laughs> so I
0: know you're going to probably are you going to light that uh Don Carlos up? Is that what you are Oh,
1: you're I I am going to light it up. Yes.
0: All right. So that's what Coop's smoking. I am smoking. I'm starting light and I have a couple options here. Um the Perla del Mar PDM shade from JC Newman. Our friends at JC Newman. I'm I just got that.
1: some of those from them. Yeah. Yeah, me too. They're really I awesome. I mean that Yeah, the original Perla del Mar and I, you know, um they've improved it. You know, it's only that that has been a slightly to that.
0: Yeah, I actually hadn't had them until I got them. Um, so th- this is actually my first one, and it's, yeah. it's really good. Um, I wanted to start light. This is probably going to be a, somewhat of a long show. It always is, but it could go longer because, I mean, we haven't been on in, like, over a month. Just yeah. Because of uh, there was TPE. It was great smoke. You were in the Dominican. There yep. was a lot of shit going on. So um, we have a lot to cover tonight. I came prepared. Jay Davis came prepared. I think he said he left his wife somewhere just so he could be here for this. And then you were late. So Jay did not have to rush and leave his wife behind (laughs) because Coop had to, you know, dilly dally. But that's okay because everyone's here now and everything's going to be okay. Uh, But I have that. You know, I know it's a really fancy stick, but I've just been really in the mood. Um, The Byron Cigars on the Avenue 25th Anniversary. If you don't know about the cigar, I don't think there's any left at this point. But if you don't know about the cigar, this is a. Altered version of the Distinguidos, um, that some of us have said tastes a lot like blueberry, and it is fantastic. This is one of the best Byrons I've ever had, and I grabbed one because I have a couple left. I was in the mood. I also have a Room 101 payback Maduro, um, so I have a few options. Oh, and I got po- I got my yeah. travel humidor because I couldn't decide. So I have God knows whatever's in here from Florida, which I still haven't unpacked. But
1: yeah, I got my travel humidor here too. So there's plenty of cigars I have down here. Um, but I figure let's light up something good. Uh oh, Nicole left
0: a year of the rat in here. would she get that? It's not mine. Yeah, you gotta,
1: you, you better grab that before. Uh... I know. Didn't... See, I don't have to. That's the one good thing about having your significant other not not smoke. Is I don't have to worry about that now. Boy, my my sons were another story, but even now, uh, they know they don't. No one swipes stuff from the humidor here, which is good.
0: Yeah. I only have to worry about Nicole, not anyone else. Her brother smokes a little bit too, but he he doesn't really go in there. He'll just ask me, you know, like cuz he doesn't know half the time. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, sometimes like there's there's a few times, I'm not going to lie, and I I'll say it publicly. I've caught Nicole giving some cigars away, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "Oh, it's giving some to a friend." I'm like, "Do you know what those are? Please don't give those away. Those were a gift <laughs> for me." Oh, I didn't know." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. Like Jesus. We have a drawer for cigars like that. It's over there." Don't go. Yeah. Don't go into a box. <laughs> what are you doing?
1: Can't to be doing that. I
0: know those are good. And and they were and you know what they were good cigars too. And I was like, oh, fuck, those are amazing. Uh, and they no were they, they were Lanceros. Too. I'm not gonna say what they were, but they were Lanceros. They were great. Oh, well, those um, could be given away. <laughs> and you know what? Now she's already texting me. Oh, never mind. It was something unrelated. I thought she was already texting me, be like, oh, 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 give me a hard time. Yeah. Uh, no, it was something unrelated. Anyway, so uh, back to business. So. Uh, like I said, it's been a few weeks. Uh, it's uh, been a little, actually a little over a month now. Like I was saying, um, so there's a lot to cover. There's a lot of things that have happened since the last time we were here, and, um, I d- and we we talked we talked about this early in the week because Coop and I talk all the time, and I, we were on the phone like Tuesday or Wednesday, and I yeah. I said this to you, I go Coop, I go, I know we're not even like into the middle of the week yet. I don't know where to begin. With Saturday, and you sat there, and I just heard the sigh, like, "Yeah, me either." And I, because there is so much, and you know, we don't want to let people like Jay Davis down, and everyone else that's here with us. Ricky is here with us tonight. Let's see who we got coming along. We got Ricky here with us. We got Joey Bianco, Mark Vance Right, uh, Mike's here. Ricky. Uh, who else is here? We, so we got we got we got some of our regulars here tonight. So this is great. Um, so we got to give them a show. So. Coop, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you before I start to ramble on it uh, what well first of all I'll say this the big topic that I think everybody wants to hear us talk about and we all know what it is we're gonna do that in the second half of the show we're gonna give it its own time and we'll get into it, so it if you It's came probably, here, that,
1: yeah, probably get more time yeah and i probably get more time than it deserves but yeah
0: so if you came here for the hot topic of the industry right now and we all know what it is, we encourage you to watch the whole show, but it won't be until the second half. We're going to bang some of the stuff out of the way, and then we're going to get right into that. So just don't go anywhere. It's coming. Uh, you know what? First, let's talk about you. You, Because the first event that happened was Pro Cigar. We did not attend Pro Cigar this year due to scheduling reasons. But the Coop, well, just, just Coop, not the Coop team, but Coop went to uh, Pro Cigar down in the Dominican. So why don't you give us maybe like your recap or your highlights or whatever you want to talk about uh, on your trip? From Pro Cigar.
1: Yeah, um, for folks who don't, thanks Matt, for folks who don't know what Pro Cigar is, it is a festival and um, it's a national festival. Really, it celebrates the culture of cigars in the Dominican Republic. Uh, there are other festivals that go on around the world. There's the Habanos Festival in Cuba. I'm
0: sorry. I don't mean and- to laugh. Sorry. Hold on. I don't mean to laugh or cut you off. I just read Jay Davis's comment. The hot topic in the industry is that Steve Saga loved the great smoke and had no complaints. Okay. <laughs> that, Fucking that is- Jay,
1: right on cue. There he is. Y- yeah. Yeah. That- <laughs>
0: Anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. All right.
1: So I was saying it, it's, it's, it's one of the yeah, – there's natural national festival. I think I mentioned the Habanos Festival in Cuba, the um, Pro Cigar in Nicaragua, and Pro Cigar in the Dominican. And it is – it's something that everyone should get a chance to go see. Um, what's different about Pro Cigar compared to, like, The Great Smoke – Really, it's a cigar where you don't see the sales reps there, right? Yeah. But instead, you ha- you see um, the people behind the, the production, uh, the people on the farms, those types of things. And you'll get access to people maybe you don't see typically in the States. And it's a chance to like see the facilities of the manufacturers. And I'd say that your days are broken up into uh, there's two main things that go on. In the daytime, there's factory tours that you go on, and at night there's gala events. Um, So I went on the factory tours I did this year were, and I did factory and farm tours of Arturo Fuente and La Florida Minicana, two operations I have not seen before, Mm -hmm. Um, and two fantastic operations, different in a lot of ways, um, and, you know, it's they're sort of very educational. I always say if you go on one of these farm tours, it doesn't matter how many you've been on, you're going to learn something coming coming off of these things. And, uh, you know, like I said, these are just two facilities that are very unique. They have very uh, – there's two very dynamic personalities behind these operations. You know, with Arturo Fuente, it was Carlito Fuente. With LaFleur it was Lito Gomez. The one thing that was really significant this year about the—and I won't go into every detail of this, but the one thing I'll say that was really, I'd say, significant was Fuente, for the first time, opened up— Fuente normally only showed Chateau de la Fuente, the farm. This year, they opened up the factory tour for the first time, and that was very significant um, because most people have not been on the Fuente factory tour before. That's a very
0: exclusive— place to see. It's usually an yeah. invitation only.
1: Yeah, now no if you needed normally I would have needed both days that they were doing the tours to do the farm and the factory of Fuente. I did look out. Uh yeah, I did I did uh I did get a chance to go an extra day. Uh to see the Fuente factory. So, you know, thanks to Carlito on that. But uh it was yeah, it's just um and the nice thing is that, you know, it's not just your standard tour. Like there's mu- they bring in music, there's Food, um, you know, so they bring, you know, like Guido had dancers that he brought in and, you know, they they, brought, they both brought chefs in. And it's really, like I said, it's really something special um, is what I'd say. It's not the deepest factory tour that you're going to get like like Perdomo is probably the deepest tour I've been on. But it's still it's still very good and absolutely worth, worth going to. I did skip one night at the gala because I was tired and I've known now. Getting older and being sick, uh, I've learned to pace myself, and I and I certainly did pace myself. But I did go to the White Dinner, which was which was spectacular. Yep. Um, I did get a chance, uh, you know, to attend. That's the that's the big dinner they held it at the big monument in Santiago, and it's a it's a it's a great night um, overall. And uh, like I said, no one's on the dance floor like Lito Gomez is what I'll just say. Lito Gomez steals the dance floor every year at the White dan- at the White Dinner.
0: So. <clears throat> I heard that this came up on another show, was it KMA, or it came up somewhere, can you just explain what the white dinner is?
1: Yeah, I mean, basically, it's a dinner, like, it's a bad name, Fred, I think Fred was talking about this, um, it's a really bad name, right, but it is a dinner where you show up dressed in white, is what it is. So Is, is
0: it put well, on by Davidoff, is that what I understand? Like the white people. No, oh, it has nothing it's not. to do with that. Okay. It's,
1: maybe they had an influence on that because they, at the old um at the old Davidoff uh, Golden Band Awards, uh, it was the same thing. You were white. Uh instead of a black tie dinner it was like a white dinner. But uh no so maybe there was some I don't know how what the origins of that is. It's a good question. Yep. But um but yeah that's that's what that is. Um it's the signature event of the uh of the like I said, bad name but um it was the signature event um, always because it's held at that famous monument uh, located in downtown Santiago, and it's one of the few times they it's opened up to an event. So it's a it's a big deal that that event takes place, um, you know, there, and uh, it, it's they do a really really good job at that uh, gala. I mean, it's it's something that we don't have anything like that in the U.S. equivalent. We just don't.
0: Yeah, I mean pro cigar is definitely <clears throat> on the agenda uh for the future um for the smoking tobacco team. So we will get down there. I had to listen yeah. to Carney, you know, Car- John Carney finally went to an event. Um <laughs> Well, we were
1: Carney and I were together uh and we were sending map pictures like haha like <laughs> Yeah, I know. We, we we were going to be more relentless, but I think we, the tour was so good that you know we were more focused on the tournament rather than torturing Matthew here. Yeah. To
0: be fair, every, the rest of us have been tort. Well, aside from you, because you just you're a shit starter, 365 days a year, no matter <laughs> what the topic is. Don't even get me started. Um, you know, because let me just remind you, Matt Lafleur will be the NFL manager of the year next year. Yeah, that, um, that will
1: not happen. <laughs> I'm gonna guarantee. I'm gonna stone cold by <laughs>
0: Just getting help get him going. <laughs>
1: um,
0: as far as that goes. Um, in the middle of
1: this, I don't know. He just sends me this message. I'm like, what is he talking about?
0: You know you know what it was? It was because uh, me and the HBTC guys were sitting around in the Airbnb. Um, well, actually, only me and Matt were drinking because the other two don't drink. But, you know, we were drinking, and we were sitting around having some chips and some dip. Um, it was after – I think it was Saturday we did that, so – we were all just kind of hanging out. We went home. We had we, we took a nap, and then we kind of, like, me and Matt had some drinks, and we had some snacks and shit before we, went we all went out to Boynton Beach that night. And um, as we do, somehow William Cooper came up in the conversation, and I was like, oh, let's just see how we can get him going. And I was like, well, it doesn't take much. We just need the right thing. And, of course, you know, Matt was – me and Matt were talking about – well, there's Gabe Kapler, there's you know Matt Lafleur, and I'm like, all I'm gonna do is just send him a message and be like, hey, Matt Lafleur is gonna be manager of the year, and I'm like, all we have to do is say that, and he's gonna get fired up for the whole night, and then that's it, he'll just do his thing. <laughs> and uh, we did, and we yeah. all we all stood around in a circle. And we, I, on my text message thing, I did the voice record and we all were like, hey, Coop, hey, hey, hey. And we were like, just so you know, Matt O'Four is going to be NFL Manager of the Year. All right, have a good night, buddy. We love you so much. And we sent it. He came back and he was like, yeah, why don't you guys put your money where your mouth is? And I was like, uh oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, uh, that was but, a but, good time.
1: No, it was, it was. Um, a couple of other tidbits I'll just mention about pro cigar, um, little insider baseball, maybe. Um, there was a big question what's going on with Davidoff um, because Davidoff canceled their tours and no one from Davidoff that I saw w- um, attended the event. Okay. Um, it's not sure if this is COVID related or not. Um, so there was that was kind of because they've always been a big part. And they still contributed cigars and everything. Um and I did see the Kellners there. Uh, that's not you know, but the Kellners are, are still affiliated with Pro Cigar. But as far as Davidoff proper goes, um, they were not there. Um, so that was a little bit of a surprise, I think, to some folks. Well
0: the Kellners and, and the Kellners and Eladio Diaz are no longer affiliated with Davidoff, so They're no
1: but, but Hanky Kellner run is like the president of Pro Cigar. Right. So, um, yeah. They like I said, they, they just weren't there and that was just a it was a surprise um, because normally Davidoff I've been to the Davidoff, uh factory and the Kellner farms, and that's normally an option. There was not an option for that this year. Mm. Uh, I don't want to read more into it than what it was. It just they weren't there. I, again, I'm wondering if it was COVID related, maybe to do with some of that too. Um, and you know, so that was, you know, that was one thing that I've, I've noticed there. The other thing is, and we'll get into it. I did talk to Abe this morning. You know, TPE is now throwing their, as moving their show to the same week in February as as normally as Pro Cigar was this week. Mm-hmm. Abe, to his credit, has not settled on a date with the Great Smoke. But my goodness me, there's 365 days of the year. Can these three events find it where you're not overlapping these events? There, there's no reason for this. Um, and look, Abe's event's a big event. I mean, you saw a big event. That is, mm-hmm. Pro Cigar is a big event, right? And yep. TP is a big. These three have got to be able to work together on this. This is. Well. This is. Can one just? Here's an idea. Here's a novel idea. Pick up the phone. Here, pick up the phone, guys, and work this out so these events don't overlap. Here because we go. I'm, I'm telling you, next year, there's not going to be double dipping. It's going to be one of the three events for for me personally. So. I don't know which one it's going to be, but it will only be one if they're all overlapping. So if, on, they're, if they're spread out, I could do them, yeah.
0: So on Saturday night, after the Great Smoke itself was over, we were right. at Boynton Beach. And um, it was pretty quiet because everyone else was at West Palm. And, you know, like we were there. The Amendola guys were there. HBTC was there. Um, I think Mickey Pegg was there. Um, it was nice because it wasn't packed. It was it was nice yeah. and relaxing. We all kind of just got to chill out. And Garrett and Alex Tavella were playing chess, actually, in one of the little seating areas outside on the patio. And right. I was sitting with them. And uh, I remember asking Alex, and I was like, hey, so like, what's the deal for next year? Because I know that TPE is now moving to the end of February. Because from what I heard, they had an issue with the convention hall. And he was like, Yeah. He's like, well, we're not gonna be able to do that week anyway because the fairgrounds are not even available. So we're gonna have to be we we're gonna we're gonna have to be away from that week anyway. So I was like, oh, but he he didn't know like he didn't say or whatever like when specifically, uh, but he had mentioned that the fairgrounds are actually not even available that week.
1: Um, interesting. So and but normally they do. Pr- normally now, normally Great is earlier in the month. Only it used to be around Valentine's Day, and then obviously they moved it. But I have offered, and I'm not, I'm not joking. I have offered to moderate the three parties and help them schedule this. This is, this is absolute ludicrous that, that this Ludus can't Chris? be scheduled. Ludicrous, ludicrous? It's ludicrous, not ludicrous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not drunk, guys. Uh, uh, no, this is insane. That it, his this, words. this is, this is absolutely a joke that, that these three parties cannot come together on this thing right now. And and the fact that there's there's no excuse for these events to overlap. There's plenty of days in the months to do this. And, you know, I think, look, I think Abe's got a real problem if TPE conflicts with this. Yeah. I think they can get a – look, Abe, Abe and Pro Cigar have overlapped for years. It's, it's not great for me personally, but that those are very different events because, like I said, one supported by – why the the fields the field team in the U.S. you know to some extent and some a lot of the festival is DR based, but pro cigar is going to cause a real pro- I mean excuse me tpa is going to cause a real problem for Abe that will cause a real problem, because you're going to have a lot of the same people at TPE.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you're going to see. Um... We talked about it already. There's going to be a lot of division there because people are going to be trying to you know. Pick their time wisely, and
1: um, again, how it's, hard is this? Yeah. This is not hard. We're talking about guys, and and, and look, could, look, you all have to kind of compromise on this. this is, you know, one can't just like, dictate to the others here. No, um, and, and look, shame on TPA. They should know that they should know that there's two major events at, that go on at that time before they move that. Shame on them for that. And, uh, you know, they're going to hurt their own event. if That's because those are big events that they're competing against. Um, and ultimately, I think who ends up losing out are the people who end up attending these events. Um, you know, So, you know, whether it's staff or consumers, you know, I know consumers don't go to TPE, but it, there's no reason for this to happen. No. Other than ego that no one wants to – everyone just says, we're going to schedule it when we schedule it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know – you're right, you know, and having all those at the same time is, is definitely tricky. Um, yeah. But, you know, in, in terms of the events themselves this year, you went to both. I went to
1: one. I um, missed part of Pro Cigar. I missed the last day to go to this. Yeah. Right. Um, Which I was glad. I loved, I loved Great Smoke, so that's I'm not regretting that. So,
0: having said that, I will say, I thought the Great Smoke was really good. I thought mm-hmm. that it was, uh, it was done... Very well. Hats off to to Abe and Alex and everyone down there, who who puts that show on, because um, it it was fantastic.
1: Um, I've been to eight of them, and this was the best. This was the best one.
0: I think it was also the biggest, if I remember hearing correctly. Abe, because Abe's,
1: because of the virtual
0: tickets that they sold too.
1: Yeah, Abe said though actually the on site was slightly smaller than two years ago because a lot of a lot, of tickets, a lot of people dropped for virtual tickets. But if you looked at the overall tickets, it was bigger. Right. Uh, it, You couldn't t- – this seemed more crowded because this was a new venue on the fairgrounds. Not, well, this was a different venue of the fairgrounds they were using, where it was all under one building. And I think this was a great move they made into this. This, I think, worked out well for them.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely like how it was indoors. You're in the Florida sun all day. F that. I mean – uh, yeah, being but what doesn't mean it was cool, but it was you're out of the sun, which was nice. So yeah. that made it that that's half the battle.
1: The other one was under like part of it was under circus tents, like big circus tents, and it was on a dirt ground. Um, so this was a lot nicer. I just think, this, um, I mean, it was, I I maybe I have two complaints about about this uh, about that venue, but th- they're minor. They, these are like, hey, these are the things I think you can improve a little on next year. Nothing that was wrong with it or this is they have to fix this right away. You know, it's always – like Abe said he came up with 89 areas of improvement. I came up with two. So, I mean, that's that's saying, you know. One
0: one one critique, one critique, and this is with love, because I don't hate. I love Abe and and Smoke In and everybody. The food at the brunch, 100 times better than the food at the Great Smoke. So you went to the Sunday brunch?
1: Yeah. And the brunch was like – Man. They need they needed a Hawaiian theme. I got the food was was pretty good at the Great Smoke, but that's it uh, wasn't horrible. The, the but, VIP is always better. The VIP but is always better. That brunch the next morning, oh man, I was I got my thirty five dollars worth. I I must yeah. have, I must have had like
0: three or four plates.
1: It, it uh I think it's the same chef too, so it's all I think it's a little easier to maybe do the um to do the brunch, um. But they need. I felt they missed out on the Hawaiian theme. At, at That was the one thing I thought they missed out on, with the, was with the food. So that would be a the bit. one thing. I, yeah. A little
0: bit. I agree. That was yeah. that was like the only thing that I was like, man. That was
1: one of the two things. I had I had two, maybe three, but the third thing was a venue issue. It had nothing to do with it, the Great Smoke. That was, um, yeah, that was
0: like the only thing to yeah. me that I was like.
1: Yeah. And, and the other thing that we, the other thing I needed as a media person, and this was a problem. Was I needed access to be closer to the stage, and I couldn't do it uh, because I wasn't a VIP ticket holder. So I, I wasn't gonna bug Abe at that point and say, "Hey, Abe, I want to get some photos. I want to do some stuff." I, you know, we had a, we had an award to give her clots, and to be honest with you, I snuck I snuck in to give her clots the award. Uh, I was with uh, Bear and Bo. Uh, and uh, Bo got stopped, and we went in, because we we wanted to give Hercats the award, and there was no other way to get to him unless we went through that VIP area. So, and this was an award I I had not given Mike at uh, PCA, so I was overdue. I I had to make sure I gave this to him. So, um, that's the one thing I said, and and that's a minor thing I can – I'm sure Abe could take care of that before next year's event. This is that's not a and I'm sure that would be fixed. But that was one thing I would have done is the media guys needed the access to that area.
0: Yeah. Uh, one comment I want to hi- actually two because Nicole had something funny I want to put in there too. Uh, J R Davis. Um, I don't even know why I read the whole thing. It's just J Davis to us. Uh, J, why do you have your initial in there? It makes it you I'm trying to sound like really official. Um, no worries. Bear deplussy and William Cooper had enough S- SPF 80 to endure a picnic on Venus.
1: What, what, wait, I didn't hear. I didn't catch it. What did he just?
0: <laughs> he said. I laughed because he told me his story. I'll explain after. So, no worries. Bear deplussy and William Cooper had enough SPF 80 to endure a picnic on Venus. Now it's funny because I had yeah. brunch. So I had brunch with yeah. He starts in the parking lot. That was with funny. Jay yeah. Davis, Kurt Kendall, yeah. uh, Nicole, Joey Bianco. Um, and then our friend David came over later. But so we were sitting with Jay in the morning, and he was talking about seeing you guys. Being like, yeah, and I see Coop and Bear like slathering themselves with, <laughs> with sunscreen. I'm like, did anyone tell them that it's inside? I'm, I'm, <laughs> Bear,
1: I have, I have, yeah. Bears like look. That's what I'm gonna say. I love Bear. Um, and it's good to have Bear uh as like my, my mother there because uh, he's like, look, because we didn't know what this venue was like, and I think a part of it might be outside. And he's like. You gotta have the sun. You gotta have the sunscreen on, because he knows I burn up. Like I burn to a crisp very easy. Right. So he, he was looking out for me um, on that, because um, like I said, I didn't know what this new venue was like at all. Um, I didn't know part of it was outside. I had no clue. Right. right. So he was uh, looking out for me there. So I'm, I'm gonna give Bear major thumbs up here for helping out there.
0: Uh, Nicole also commented that uh, on, on the Hawaiian theme thing. Um, I would have paid $20 to drink out of a pineapple or coconut. And then her previous comment was Hawaiian drinks. That, honestly, yeah, that, that, was a, that really yeah. would have set a tone, too. That would have been cool. Yeah. I like
1: that. Um, but it, I don't want to nitpick on Abe with that. This is no. like a nitpick. The event was so good. It was uh, good. And, 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 he, and he, look, I found out today they were short-staffed the last week, too, as well. So, um, did you see I, him I up know, there dancing
0: look- with all the Hawaiian dancers and shit? Did you see him do that? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That was cool. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know Abe had moves. I mean, that's. Abe
1: had know. some, Abe had some moves. And, I didn't know he could uh, move like that. <laughs> yeah. And, and look, Abe, it's funny. Abe said, I hardly spent any time with you. I'm like, Abe, you were running around like you wouldn't believe. It. The last thing you wanted to do is deal with me. Right. Right. Um, and he did have to deal with me because Bear, we had a little problem with Bear's ticket as people may know. Um, So we had to get, you know, we called out everyone. (laughs) We called out, like, Matt. We called uh, Dan Thompson, uh, Paul and uh, because Bear didn't have his ticket. Paul's Uh, watching
0: with us tonight, actually. Paul DeGrocco's with us. By the
1: way, great job by Paul. Um, He did do a good job. And, and Kim, they did a tremendous job. And and here's the thing. I, I could tell you. I am not comfortable being the man on the, the reporter on the scene kind of guy uh, in what I do. I am comfortable sitting behind the desk here uh, and doing a show, but that I'm not. In fact, if you notice at PCA, Bear does the interviews. Correct. It's just not it, – it, I think it takes a gift to do that. Paul certainly has that gift. I knew that when Paul got this gig, it was like the perfect deal. Um, and he did a – I mean, he did a great job. Um and hats off to him. Kim did a great job as well. Uh, I think they could have used a third person. Um, so if they could ever find a third person, uh, I'm not volunteering nor would I do it. But uh, I think there's people who are very gifted that can do that uh, because I think they could have actually, you know, just there was so much to cover there.
0: I would do it. I, you know, I'm comfortable on front of the camera. It, you know, I at any situation, I, I do all of our trade show, you know, one-on-ones. <laughs> Um, and you're right, it, you know, when I first started doing it, um, hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll let you get to that point, but I just want to say, just to kind of back up what you said, you know, when I first started doing the trade show interviews one-on-one, like, yeah, it was definitely a little bit more nerve wracking because it's not, you're right, it's not like being behind the desk. It is, yeah. a, it is a different vibe. It is a different feel. Um, it's a little bit more, I don't know, it's just, it. well, first of all. Most of the time when we do these shows, our 99% of the time, our guests are, are connected virtually. So, like, you're you're kind of alone, so to speak, over here, yep. and you're comfortable. When you do those, like, you're out somewhere. You're in public, number one. So, everyone's watching you do it. So, then you get a little more pressure. Number two, that person is standing there right with you. And for even though it's you're still talking, having them there adds a little bit more to it because it's like, oh, shit. Like, we're here, and we're both on the spot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it is different and the f- and PCA last year like the first like day or so it was like it was like I was like uncomfortable um not that I didn't want to do it but it was just like it was I was so out of my element so I, I totally get it but I luckily by the end of PCA and after like you know the first hour of TV when I got kind of got back in the swing of it I mean I I kind of shed that and I just kind of got used to it because only because like for us Nicole won't do it so I have to do it So, I was just like, well, there's no one else to do this. So, if I really want these interviews, I got to do them myself. So, I just forced myself into it and I just kind of overcame it. For you, you have Bear, and that's easy.
1: So, um, and I'm more, I mean, if I look at what I do in cigar media, I'm more of a writer. Okay. That's what I, that's really what I like doing. Yeah. Uh, I still like having the pen in my hand. You know, I have some stuff I'm writing from Pro Cigar, and I obviously had some distractions this week. Um, with cigars and without cigars I caused some delays and uh, but but that's what i'm more comfortable doing is the writing piece um i, I think by osmosis i became a, a podcaster to kind of support that but i think doing those interviews at, at these trade shows uh, it's not for everybody it's certainly not for me um and you know like i said having someone who likes doing that is important um what those guys, what Paul and Kim did, which I think made it tougher, is they had a producer in their ear the whole time. So you that's know, this true. wasn't. So they had a, and, and that's that is a look. I've done radio, and I know what it's like to have the producer in the ear. So um, that's another dynamic, and it's a skill uh, to kind of really do that flawlessly. And like I said, those were just two pros um, that did that. did a great job um, on, on that, and I, I think. If people haven't watched the virtual, if you haven't watched it, Matt, it's a great thing to watch. I did
0: watch, go. I, I I didn't see all of it beginning to end, but
1: I went in after and I was
0: watching bits and pieces of
1: it. Yeah, yeah. I actually watched it twice. So when I drove back from Florida, <coughs> I actually listened to it. Um, but I didn't really, you know, driving, really. I watched very little of it. So I did watch it uh, during the week one night, and um, you know, to see the production that they did on it. Um, this is like, no, I mean, the, the, what the goal I think they were trying to do is capture the vibe of the event. And I think they did a very good job of capturing the vibe of the event, um, which is a very hard thing to do. Absolutely. It's,
0: it's no small task and everyone was on their game.
1: It was, um, I, I thought I was a little disappointed maybe that there was still no, there was some brand owners that weren't there that I think have been there in the past. Uh, Abe, but that's not Abe's fault. He tries to get these guys out there. Yeah. Uh, and so that's not Abe. Uh, but you know, so I think a little bit at some of that's the pro cigar conflict. Um, some of it's just brand owners don't want to be bothered. Um, you know, but you look at some people who came out like brand owner wise. Uh, the McAuliffe team was out there in full force. Um, yep. They were there, uh, Robert. Oh, and just was
0: as you said that, Dan Thompson chimes in. Good evening, yeah.
1: everybody. Dan Thompson, yeah. welcome yeah. to the I show. Did. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's good. Um, and that was, I didn't, like I guess I'm not, I'm, not, I'm looking at a different screen here right now. So yeah, I mean, it was, it's really good. And like I said, I think the big thing too, was Carlito. Um, Carlito made a surprise appearance, at least to the great smoke people. Abe did know, he was going to surprise Abe, but I had a feeling Abe did know about it, but Carlito went over to the booth and I'm telling you, he, he met with everybody uh, yeah. he was on his feet for he must have been on his feet for three hours and he was still meeting and greeting people after the event was technically over uh, so you know this uh, the Fuentes who we've talked about the last couple of years have just really connected with people virtually mm. now you see this next step here and Carlito just you know it, it would and I, I I waited on the line to talk to Carlito. Uh, So the funny thing is I didn't know if Matt knew Carlito was coming, right? So I go, hey, Matt, uh, guess who's here? And you know what friggin' Matt does? He pulls out his phone. Look, I got a picture of Carlito. You fuck. I was like, you already knew. (laughs) I knew
0: before you, yeah. (laughs) You knew before me? Well, I I didn't know.
1: You knew they had come into the venue. I didn't even know that, right? But I was keeping this a secret from everybody that Carlito was coming in. So uh, I did tell Bear. I did warn Bear about that, but that was—he was, he was in the car, and I said, "You'll feel better. You're gonna see Carlito." So.
0: No, it was funny because what happened was, Coop goes, "Hey, he's—I like, don't know if you know, but Carlito's here," and I went, "Oh, he is? I'm like, where is yeah. he?" And you're like, oh, "I don't know. I think he's." And, I, and, and, and while I'm doing this, I'm pulling up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's so funny." And I like show
1: my phone. He's like, "Oh, get out of here!" <laughs> yeah, and that has got the loud Hawaiian shirt on, so like we're. <laughs> Hawaiian shirts, like a lot of us were. So this was like, I knew Matt just had this picture taken. Cause the Hawaiian shirt was in the photo, you know. Um, and look, you know, I had never met Carlito in person until at Pro Cigar. Really? I met him once at air, at a baggage carousel, but he didn't really know who I was. Um, That's a random so, place to meet him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was coming back from Pro Cigar two years ago. Um, and he flew coach for some reason. He normally doesn't fly commercial. Um, but he was on that one. I just said he sometimes flies commercial. I'll say. Um, but uh, yeah, he. I felt like when I met him in the DR, it was like meeting an old friend. Um, yeah. Same with Dan Thompson. I had never met Dan Thompson in person. Um, and it was like, it was a little anticlimactic, like for both of these people, not because it wasn't great to meet him, but I felt like I knew these people and talked to these people so regularly, and have the privilege of of doing that. That it was um. It was easy like um so you know there, there was that was really nice to see that as well i met brian Matola for the first like i we, brian mottola yeah. and i got to know each other for the first time um so you know there's even some you know there's reps i don't see normally uh, that i know you know reps are always key to get to know no matter what part of the country you're in so um you know i didn't see booze Did so you know uh, I did met there was a few people I did not connect with. Um and if folks I'm not gonna get into it on here, but I was dealing with a personal situation that day. Um and that unfortunately did distract me. So Matt and I and I sent Matt a, a message and Matt was totally understanding of my situation. Um so there were a few people unfortunately I did not connect with. I Pete I had a very brief I'm connection trying with to but do we did. this,
0: but I don't know I don't know if I can get the camera though. That... It's me and Kevin got a great picture with Matt, but I can't I, and I don't know how to get it yeah. up on the screen. I don't have Nicole here to get the photos on the broadcast. I don't know. she's busy, well, so I don't want to bother her. But uh but yeah, we 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 did see Matt. It was nice and we we, yeah. did, we and he was like and he was with his wife Barbara and he was like, "Oh, we got to get a couples photo with Matt." And I was like, "Yeah," cuz he's, he's close with Matt, too. And yeah. um so we're doing and then he's like, "Hey, you and me like and Nicole was like uh, next to Matt." And he's like, "Hey, no, you yeah. guys switch." And then me me and you were are gonna are gonna like take a photo with Matt too. Like we're gonna do, and I'm like, what are we gonna do? He's like, we're gonna kiss his cheek, and I'm like, what? And he's like, come on, we gotta do it. And I'm like, on the spot. I'm like, all right, fine, all right, well, let's just do it. <laughs> the couple photo got ruined because the two girls were just like, okay, yeah. like this is not even about us anymore. And so right. like Nicole like it cropped them out and like focused it on them. Yeah. Um, and then so we after we're done, we, he goes, he's like, bros, like. Like, I love you guys, but that was one of my new liquor distributors. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, was that, like, a big deal? He's like, I mean, no, it's fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I felt really bad, though. you know. At least you got to connect with him. But, yeah, I was a little distracted, unfortunately, uh, at the part of that event. And, um so there were some people I did not connect with as much as I would have liked to. He was looking was for very, you,
0: though. He told me. He said, "Tell William Cooper to get his ass." Well, I,
1: I sent him a message the next day, and um, you know he was very nice. He was totally understanding about it. Um, I felt well. I figured I better send him a message before I take shit from it too. But uh, it's kind of weird because I always spend time with Matt Booze and I didn't this time. So uh, you know, my fault. But uh, he was very understanding of my situation. So. Um, you know, it is what it is. At these things happen in life sometimes. Besides cigars, you know. So.
0: No, I I understand. Yeah, I, yeah, I, so. I, I got it. Yeah. Um, But you know, all, all in all, it was a great event. Um, you know, again, thank you to that that team down there for putting that event on and yeah, I, allowing they, us to thank come. To... That was great. I always want to say that thank you to them because they they yeah. are the ones who put all the work into to putting it on for us to come. So.
1: Yeah, and this you know, and they really did deserve it. This team. Uh. And, and, and you know Abe's very involved with this uh, He's every detail they care about um, so and you know they, they are always there to help and I think they really care about people coming away happy at this and worry if people aren't going to be happy um, I, I've been to a lot Abe, Abe I've been to Abe events over the past 10 years and uh, you know he, he knows how to put on an event uh, he knows how to put on a party he does a- and A- are, is A- everything A- perfect? No, it's not perfect. But but uh, I don't think if anyone comes at it saying like criticizing that event, it's like they need to have their head examined.
0: Uh. I would say that it, you know what the big thing for me too is it was nice to see so many other fellow retailers fly in for that. It's like Kirk Kendall they, was there, Jay Davis was there. Um, Mike, my hotel Mike. Yeah, the uh, the cigar shenanigans people were there. Yep, um, from North Conway. Um, the, you know, so like it, it it's not like it's just for. consumers and it's not just for like the 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 reps and the brand like
1: other retailers came in
0: for that that's that's a lot of respect too
1: yeah and chris chris from uh you know chris Duque from hawaii came in Yep. uh and you know that's a big deal i mean to come in from hawaii um tom and michelle
0: came from alaska
1: but they always come in for this stuff, though. Like I what know. It's still a long yeah. trip. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. But they're like, uh, I, I don't know. Do they have a residence? in? Because they're in Florida a lot. That's all. I'm not trying to minimize it. Um, well, if
0: you lived in Alaska, I'm sure you would make time to go to Florida as much as you y- could. Yeah.
1: I've never met them. I've never met them. Um, met them. I didn't meet them this weekend. But uh, I know Chris very well. Yeah. Uh, and Chris, Chris does a lot for the industry, so mm-hmm. um, I have a lot of respect for Chris, and uh, he's he's just a really good guy.
0: Yeah, I I think last year he was at the uh he was at the Dunbarton booth too.
1: Yeah. Oh, he was. He yeah, was at PCA um, at PCA. At, at PCA. He, he's you know he's doing that whole Daily Ash thing. Um, ah, the big man's here. Honest Abe's watching. What's up, Abe? But someone must have told him I said bad things. Yeah. No. So, no, we were, I hope for Abe, her. We, we were just saying um, because it was, it was a. Like I said, it was, it was, a, it was a very special day. Um, no, it really, for was. a lot of us. Uh, and you know, the, I said this in the morning. Like, it's the chance that the a lot of us media guys we only see each other two or three times a year. This was one of those times we got to get together uh, as, as, as media. Um, so I, you know, it's you, Dojo, the How about Best cigar guys? Um, you know, those are guys. You know, there's other guys that just choose to be out there by themselves, and we won't get into that. But um, you know, like I said, the, the a lot of the, it was great to see a lot of the regulars there. Um, and uh, I know you spent some time with the how about the Scar guys? I spent some time with the Dojo guys. Um, you know, so we spent some time at the event together. Um, but so it was really it was really good. It, Gabe said family reunion, and like me, a lot of us media guys are family in a lot of ways. So it was a great. It provided that opportunity. The only other two opportunities I think about maybe are PCA and TPA. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't at TPA this year. So I, I was really glad to see all you guys, knowing I missed all you guys at TPA. Yeah. no, uh, I, that was it, Abe who brought us all together. So you got to thank Abe on that. Yeah, no, really.
0: I mean, Abe, you know, once again, now that, now that I know is here, um, you know, thank you just for putting the event on and then all the work that you and all yeah, your team yeah. do. Yeah. Because uh, no, yeah, it, really, it really was a solid event, and um, it it is a great place for people to come together, especially for yeah. the consumers too. Because remember, they don't get to come to the trade shows and, yeah. and connect with everyone too. So yeah. that's kind of something that we get to do. But you know, for everybody, uh, like yeah. I was saying, like it it, it it's nice. It, it's a huge event. Um, you know, I know other retailers that do kind of like an annual event every year, and 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 they're good too. Um, you know, especially for you know, like Kurt puts one on, Garofalo puts one on. They're big and they're good, but it's more of a local event. You know what I mean? It's like a few hundred people. Um, the Great Smoke is an over-the-top event. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's truly an extravaganza. And then if you factor in, it's not even just the day of the yeah. event. It's all of the like the pre-parties too. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's 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 a, a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And then you get the brunch. You know, so it, it's really not just the Great Smoke. It's it's. It's the, the the few days leading up, they have the party, they had the Red Meat Lovers dinner, there was Thursday night there was an event at West Palm Beach. Friday night there was an event at Boyton and then there was the Red Meat Lovers Club. You have the Great Smoke, then that you get the after party, and then the next day you got the brunch. So it, it's it's really like a whole package deal. It's not like it's just one event. It's Yeah it's it's like a you know what I mean? It it so you really if you travel down there and you schedule it right so you can get to some of the other stuff too, like it, you really get your money's worth out of it and and more. I mean, I, I I truly believe it's for what you pay, like to get in and to do all the other things. It's really a great value. And, um, for what you get out of it and who you get to see and just the experience? Um, and if you're from a cold climate, you get, you get out of the cold in February when it's freezing, um, for most of us. And, um, but yeah, no, seriously, it really is. It it's it's over the top, and I think that it's only just gonna keep growing and getting bigger and better. And it's already great. So, um, you know, now you have the virtual component too. So it's made it yeah. even. It's made it even bigger again. And I'm I'm really I'm really glad that Abe was able to kind of be like, hey, you know what? Well, we're gonna go back to you in person, obviously, because uh, that's the heart and soul of it. But you know what? We're gonna keep the virtual too because, um even even if you're watching at home if you can't be there um, you know you got to try to come eventually if you've never been but um, you can at least be kind of part of the experience you get to watch what's going on you get the cigars you get the swag pack so really like just trying to include everyone even if you can't be there he's still like trying to include people and not just you know doing that virtual thing as like, well we only did this because of COVID it's like well it actually worked pretty well so let's just keep it around and I was smart, and that's a smart business decision too. You look at it from the business angle; it's a smart business decision. You can sell more tickets. Um, you know, yeah. just r- seriously. I mean, it's and that's the one thing about Abe. And I, I know he's watching. This is, you know, no BS. I would say this if he was watching or not. And we, you know, when we gave him Retail of the Year Award, so I mean, I already, you know, I've already said my piece on what we really think of Abe. But that's the thing about him too. And it's not even just the Great Smoke. I mean, look at some of the other projects he's done. The stuff he's done with the Connoisseur Club, his micro blend stuff, he, he in the, the the Advent calendar he came out with too. Um, whenever Abe does something, you know he thinks yeah. of everything. And I had the opportunity to talk to his, his dad, Roger. Um, he sat down with Nicole and I at one of the nights we were at uh, Boynton Beach, and you know we were talking to him and getting to know him a little bit. And he was telling us you know a little bit about like Abe's you know when he was younger and kind of you know the um, the the um, uh oh, of, I would love the Abe the, story the to the, store, the, the, the grocery store the grocery store and and all that, and then Abe went to Florida, but like you know, even after talking to his dad too, like you just really get this sense like w- when Abe does something too, like a lot of people do good things and they're good at it and they work hard at it but like, Abe is just really one of those few people that he literally thinks of every fucking detail. No, that's what I'm saying. He really does. Like, last year, I remember the thing was with the Great Smoke. Like, he was, like, bent out of shape over making sure that he got the shot glasses in time. The little shot glasses for the back. Remember that? that was a huge deal for him. Like, because it had to be perfect. And, you know, I think that just really shows. And like you said, none of it's ever perfect because no one can be perfect. You can't. Nobody. But 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 the fact that he strives for it so hard. The end result is is, is is it seems perfect. Maybe it's not perfect to him, and I'm sure to him when he walks away at the end of the weekend, like it was a good, it was successful. But I'm sure there's always things where he's like, "Oh man, like we dropped the ball on this," and the rest of us wouldn't even know.
1: Wouldn't even know. Like I said, yeah. If he said he came up with a list of eighty-nine things, like I said, I had two things, and honestly, those two things weren't like they were they were rounding errors. They wouldn't have even made any any difference. Like the event was still spectacular, right? The fact that they—I I don't know how you came up with 89 because it was that—but again, that's the level of detail he's going into that thing um, with, and that's uh, that's I think you want to know why people go to this event every year. They come back every year. A lot of people like once you start going, you're gonna start going every year. Yeah. And um, everyone's happy. Um, there's you know I've seen cigar events over the years in the country die um, because they don't. They don't. They don't do what Abe does. I'll give you a good example. Chattanooga Tweetup was, you know, going back 10 years ago. That looked like it was going to be the next big event in the country. Yeah. That thing died. It died because they let it die. Right. Um, you know, and they didn't make the changes that needed to be changed. As an event evolves, you have to change. It. It, it just happens. It grows or whatever. And they didn't make those decisions. Um, and the event died. Um, because of that. But this event has not died. This event's just grown, and I was talking to Abe this morning. I was at my first grade smoke in the parking lot in West Palm Beach, um, so I remember that. You know, it's uh, this is 2012 or 13. I think it was 13, um, and I said I've been to every one of them but one. So that was the one two years ago. But uh, you, know, what, what can you, you know, what can you? How can you? I keep going. How does he top this? Well he finds a way to top it?
0: Honestly, the only, like, way that he could, like, really, like, leave me speechless is, like, he had, like, a surprise performance from, like, the Rolling Stones, or, like, some other big band, and, like, they come yeah. out, and they do an exclusive, like, four or five song little set, and there's, like, this, like, fucking laser light show, yeah. and there's Pyro, and it's just, like, they yeah. walk off stage, and you're like, what you is know, this had, right now? I thought he, this was a cigar event. This is like,
1: where am I? <laughs> well, he, okay, so he's had Foghat. He's had Foghat, the band out there. That's a major band. I mean. Oh, he did? I didn't of, even know that. This is about four or five years ago. But what happened with this, and I think Abe would tell the story better than I did. They were on at the end of the event, and everyone was like exhausted and wanted to go home. Um, he just commented, we had Foghat one year, no one cared. <laughs> it, it's true, it, but, but I cared. I, I, I cared because I, I like, you know, I'm a music guy, and I was like, this is, I mean, Foghat is not a, uh, let's put it, you're not calling up your, uh, your local band. This is this is a, a rock concert that Abe had, uh, and this was at the old German club, so um, yeah, I mean, it's, but it didn't work. Like Abe said, it didn't work. It was just because everyone was so tired at that point. Uh, and then people are going later into the night with after parties and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, that, that's, that's, like I said, but yeah, if Abe had the Rolling Stones and if anyone could get the Rolling Stones, I would say it would be Abe, right? So,
0: I mean, I, that was maybe a bad uh, example, but that's a tough but, one. But, oh, to get, Abe, but, think yeah, about it. yeah, wait. you're right. Abe could do
1: it. <laughs> That'd be a good rumor to start. Like, no, I know I'm not the rumor guy, but yeah, Abe bringing bring the Rolling Stones in next year. Like, <laughs> I'm going to start that rumor. I remember, like, I heard. I will say
0: Rolling Stones, but I'm just gonna start the rumor, like, "Hey, yeah. so Abe's got like a huge band coming next year, and then he'll have to do it."
1: Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's gotta yeah. live up to his hype. Like, oh, someone started yeah. the rumor.
0: I gotta do it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> although he's I, probably I, over there, like shaking his head, like, "Fuck, don't do
1: that to me." It's already that. stressful. Like, no. That's all we need, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's all we need. Um. Yeah, you mentioned one. Thing I just want to mention too is, and I didn't get to go to it this year. And I've been to two of them already. Uh, the Red Meat Lovers uh, Dinner. Um, uh, that was because my flight was getting in, and by the time I would have cleared customs, there would be no way I would have gotten there on time. Yeah. Um. But but that was that event is an absolute uh, feast, is what I'll just say. I've been to the one with uh, Pete Johnson and Lito Gomez that have previously been the guests of honor. Um. And Oh my goodness! And I heard they had more people there this year because I was wondering why there was still tickets available, right? But it was because they had a lot more tickets. Uh, because obviously, soccer. This is—I mean, this is soccer. I mean, I would—you know—there's people that would like cut off their left arm to go to a Steve soccer. I mean, I shouldn't say something like that, but you know what I'm saying. There's people who, like soccer. Oh, you know, they'll—they'll—they'll they'll, they'll move heaven and earth to get there, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, soccer eating red meat. I mean, yeah. He's got the red meat, uh, cigar, and everything. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I regret I missed that, but that is like an absolute. Uh, that's one of the great meals you'll have, um, is what I, I'll just say. Um, and they've always done a dinner. They started doing the red meat Mo- cover about three or four years ago. Um, they used to have it at a steakhouse or something, and you know, Abe's always gonna pick a good steakhouse. Um, and then, like I said, I think this is even, but this dinner concept they've done is much better. Yeah, I think it just works out great.
0: Jay Davis said, Abe is calling Mick on speed dial as we speak. And then Abe commented, Jay Davis, actually Keith. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> uh, too I know Ron, I know, Ronnie Wood. No, just kidding. Um, Imagine that, though. I mean, think about it. If anyone could pull it off, right, that would be the one guy I'd bet my money on. Abe is one of those guys who,
0: like, <sighs> I'd always be like, wow. But, like, if he pulled something, like, even if it was something different, like, I don't know, th- like, whether it was, like, a band or some of the celebrity yeah. or just, or, or some other thing, whatever, like, some grand surprise that no one would expect. Right. Like, I-, I would say, yeah, Abe's the guy. Like, yeah. for some, he just, I feel like he, he just knows too many people and... He, he just he'll just he'll yeah. just work too hard to, to get it done so it'll be like it has to happen like i, I that would i'd be like th- there's almost nothing that i he could do that i'd be like wow i didn't know abe had that kind of pull i'd be like well you know it's abe so <laughs> you, you know you know so
1: so rudy giuliani two years ago was at the pete johnson red meat lovers dinner um now of all the controversial things i've had in my career there was nothing more controversial about one than I, when I went after Rudy Giuliani over the cigar industry. I mean, I had, I had, it was bad, right? Yep. yep. That was when I had to stop ever talking about politics again, right, because I went very hard after Giuliani. So Giuliani's there, and I had about four or five people waiting for me to egg on. I said, I am not going there at a public event where he was, Giuliani was just there to eat and smoke cigars. Like, yeah, I he, ain't doing that. I'm not leisure. being that guy. I, but Ju- Rudy's there. I mean, Rudy's there, and they, you know, it was, and it was cool to see him there. I mean, it was really, I mean, look, you, and I I don't hate Rudy, by the way. I voted for him, it, just, you know, when as mayor. Uh, I just said there's he wasn't interested in helping the cigar industry. And that's where I got into a whole bunch of trouble, right? So, and, uh, but, you know, the fact is, Rudy was there. How cool is that? Uh, so.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. Sorry.
1: Yeah. It was a, yawn. It was a long day. Yeah. But I miss those death threats I was getting. I had people like saying, don't ever come in my shop again because of the stuff I said. Well, Coop, you know It wasn't bad. To... It wasn't bad. I just said, yeah, I just said he was not helping the cigar industry. I said, I voted for the guy. I don't to dislike the guy, but there were people pissed at me. Let me tell you. Well, Coop, you
0: do know how to get yourself in and out of trouble.
1: Uh, well, I'll um, especially say, yeah. in,
0: especially in trouble. Um, that was
1: that was Look, I you know we went through the Brian thing a few The Brian thing was nothing compared to what I went through with that Giuliani thing. And I did it twice cuz I did it when when everyone said he was going to save the cigar industry, right? I did it first, and then I went. Was stupid enough to do it a second time when he gave the speech at peace at the IPCBR, and it was like a political speech, right? Yeah. So I went. I got it twice. I was stupid to do it a second time, and I, no more. <laughs> that's it. No, I don't. That's I don't talk politics anymore, even if it's like that. Because yeah. Uh,
0: well, our friend Jay is in the comments, and I don't know how far you want to dive into this, but uh, I'll, I'll bring it up because you know we love Jay, and he always provides a little bit of pizzazz to the show. Yeah. Uh, Rudy was in a position to help, and he didn't. William Cooper was right on. So I don't know if that does anything for you.
1: But... No, thank you, Jay. No, I, I well, yeah. I mean, you, I could go back and share the articles, but yeah, he. There's a lot of history that I knew that he wasn't going to help from day like day one. Uh, but people had him. What happened is people peg. People had him pegged, and then I believe he was being put on a pedestal for something he didn't sign up for either. Yeah. So, I think people, there was an expectation he was going to be the guy to save us, right? But he never signed up for that, in fairness, right? Right. So, you know, he never said, I'm going to save the cigar. Now, even when he gave the speech to the PCA, uh, IPCPR, he did not say, I'm going to save the cigar industry. Uh, so, you know, but, you know, I still thought it was good. I, thought it was, I still thought it was good that the uh, I P C B R had him. So... Uh, those are in the archives, five years ago, from cigar. Well, we'll we, we
0: will we will leave it there. We will move on, so that way yep, we don't have yep. to <laughs> open the wound again. Uh, um, exactly. So we've covered pro cigar. We've covered the great smoke once again. Hats off to Abe uh, yep. and everyone for 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 doing that. That was just again, it's just such an amazing okay. event. Um, I'm getting ready to light my second cigar. Um, wow. I know I smoked that other one a little quick, but it was, uh, it, was it was good.
1: This is the point they knows how to make a Lancero. If yeah, you see him make a Lancero, by the way, if you see him make a Lancero, you'll know they know how to make a Lancero. That's why their Lanceros are good.
0: Yeah, and that says a lot coming from Coop because he's a big Lancero hater.
1: But they, the way they have a technique that they that they make their Lanceros, which is different than anyone I've seen, it's the bunching technique that I've seen with them do.
0: Yeah, I, I've so, smoked a few, um, and I'm yeah. a big Lancero guy. So I, I would agree. They do yeah. make a good Lancero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of my favorite lanceros i mean fuente does a good one obviously you know, atabay lancero is p- i think probably my favorite uh the j london gold series lanceros top notch uh i love those cigars um probably my favorite cigar from j london um is the gold series lancero um just can't say enough about it it's a, it's a great it's a great cigar um the LaFleur Domenicata Lanceros, I didn't even know that they made them. But and then I saw one, yeah. and I texted John right away, and I go, bro, you didn't tell me they made great. Lanceros. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, he's like, where have you been? I'm like, it's LFD. Like, they're never around, so I don't know. Um, And then he was like, I'll get you some. And he, he sent me a couple uh, of the samplers so I could try some different ones. And I was like, wow, these are really good. Their room Cabinet Lancero is good. The Airbender Lancero is good. Um. LFD does a really good job with lanceros as well. Um, I will say that really, really good stuff. Um, Jay said, uh, "Fuente Pepin." Pepin does do good lanceros as well. Um, that's that's another good one actually. Um, nah. they... uh,
1: I don't know about that.
0: Oh really? Do yeah. tell. Uh, is I you mean, did anyone a ever would
1: say I got it? What what Pepin lancero is like one that people like will knock over, knock over chairs over it again.
0: Alright, well, maybe not necessarily specifically Pepin, but out of the factory, the Tatawahe Lancero, the El Fedora. that's a good Lancero.
1: The Connecticut Broadleaf, yes. Yeah, that's a good but one. But the Skinny the skinny Monsters Lanceros were average. Um, the Cazador size was really good, though, in those in those Monsters. I'll give them that.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that probably covers my, my favorite Lanceros. Um I will admit, so this, I, not every Lancero is good. Some of them, I can see.
1: These, I, these they, are well. Look, look at these. Have a. I can't even show, but they're packed. This Lancero is packed. Right. I mean, it also looks
0: like it's thicker than a than a standard Lancero. It's a little. It looks like it's a little on the thicker side.
1: It is a little thicker. I don't think it's a forty. Quite a forty, though. But, um, but yet, yeah, it's again, it, it's the it's the bunching technique that they use. Um, that that's why these Fuente Lanceros are so good. Yeah, uh, yeah, and the draw is like perfect. Uh, I mean, this is a Don, Carlo. Oh, a Don Carl. Oh shit! How
0: could I forget? Thank you, Mike. Seven twenty-four, Lancero. I how do I, it's good, I? It's a good. It's That's one a of good my Lancero. favorite Lanceros as well.
1: Good Lancero. Uh, oh Bear my god! I, yeah, Baron. And, and I did a show. Uh, we did a Lancero versus Gordo show on the seven twenty-four. Um, and we smoked the Gordo and the seven twenty-four Lancero. I picked the Gordo. Um, but I'll say this. That Lancero was a hell of a Lancero. So. Honestly,
0: out of the seven twenty four collection, I, and I've told Kurt this m- many a times, like that Lancero is the best cigar in the line. I mean, hands down, it's 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 fantastic. Um, as far as that goes,
1: the old blend. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I've had the Lancero in the new blend yet, so that's why I'm kind of saying I'm curious to see how it's in the new blend. Jay said something interesting. The unreleased
0: Don Carlos Aniversario Lancero that Carlito made a few years ago is hands down the best cigar I've ever smoked. Wow. Yeah, wow, that's that's quite a statement, even from yeah. Jay. That's wow.
1: Yeah, wow.
0: Interesting. Very
1: interesting. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah.
0: Um but anyway, um moving this on. Is
1: Big, he's not wrong, it's a great light cigar. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is very good. Yeah.
0: Aside from the, um, aside from the the shows and the events and festivals, um, which we have covered, um, before we get to the big ticket item, was there anything else that you wanted to bring up on the show?
1: Um, no. I think that's covered. I mean, like I said this was a couple weeks of, um, you know, big events. These are these are two of the biggest events that we have in the industry, uh, this year. So I think, it, you know, and I hate event. Re- I don't really like event recaps um, because they're all the same. But what I will say is these are extraordinary events that I was at. You know, Great Smoke and Pro Cigar. Yeah. Uh, we're, so we're talking at such next level here that it does warrant time for uh, one or more recaps. Uh, so, you know, we're, that's why we're doing this here. Uh, I'll be doing this with Bear and I will be doing something similar on Tuesday night as well. So, uh, because I want to get his thoughts, he had never been to a great smoke before either. So, you know, we'll do a little bit of that. But, but like I said, this is an ex- this was such an extraordinary event. Um, I'll devote time to it.
0: Absolutely. Um, I just I just thought of you know a couple of uh, honorable mentions. We won't dive too deep into it because uh, they've already been kind of covered a few times. But uh, it's just it's still worth bringing up here. A couple of honorable mentions. Um, the passing of um. Carlos Taranio.
1: Yeah, I went to the uh, I went to the um, memorial hmm. for I, I, but, I
0: know you mentioned that.
1: Yeah, um, and uh, it was very emotional. Uh, I'm not going to go into all the details of that, but uh, it was very emotional to be there. And there were a lot of people from the industry. Uh, Jack Tarano, Luis Cuevas was there, uh, among many others. So. Um, I I met Carlos once. Uh, I, I've known Charlie, and you know, obviously I'm close with Jack. Yep. So I you know I kind of went and I, look. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't normally go to a lot of these things. Yep. because um, I don't deal with them well. And uh, yeah, but but yeah, it was. Uh, Charlie Tarano delivered a beautiful speech, is what I'll say. So um, you know my, my, my But yeah, that the big loss. Carlos Tarano was an, uh, an absolute icon in this industry.
0: Yeah, you know, I never got to meet him and didn't really know him at all. Um, But, you know, I had heard a lot of stories about him and, um, you know, just such an icon. So uh, it it truly is. It's a huge loss for the industry. Yeah. And and it's sad. And, and, you know, we always hate to see people go. So um, I definitely wanted to honorably mention that again as well. Yeah. Um, Another honorable mention is uh, a, a man that we all know and love so much. Has finally made his return to the cigar industry. I think we all know who I'm talking about. Um, the Godfather has come he, back
1: in the worst kept secret in the cigar industry. <laughs> he and, and he tried to throw me off the track in the Dominican Republic uh, with another company. He was down uh, there early too. Yeah, he was doing some other stuff, and that's why he threw me off the track. Mm. Uh, and he, he was doing he's working on a little another little project out there, but. Um, it had nothing to do with Illusioni, and it's just something more that he was doing personally, yeah. if anything. And, uh, yeah, but he, he was telling me about he was out of Casada, and I'm thinking, I think he may be going to Casada, right? Because it would make sense. He'd be a great fit for and, uh but Illusioni was the worst-kept secret. I mean, he's been at the booth the last two times. Uh, he was smoking Illusioni products every time we've had him on a show. It wasn't a – it was – you know, and I think uh, he was – he was campaigning for the job and finally got it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, in in case anyone doesn't know who we are referring to, it, it's Fred Rui, uh, former owner of Nomad Cigars, who who sold it to Ezra Zion a few years back. Um, oh boy! <laughs> and now, now he has come back to the industry, not as an owner, but uh, I think the, from you know he was on our show not too long ago, and he was on Dojo a few nights ago. The thing that the the tone that that Fred has kind of set was that you know being a brand owner kind of became. Um at least for him in his position. Uh it it, it ruined it. I feel like it, it it kinda ruined it for him. Uh he talked a lot about it got to a point where he was always on the phone with lawyers, like the FDA stuff and, and, and it 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 just it kinda it took away and I think he decided like hey and he was always traveling and he was like, you know what? Like I you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna tap out of this and take a break and, and just kinda get out for a little bit. But I think this is good. I, I think this uh, if that's true, if that's really how he felt, then I, I think this will be interesting because he, he's back in the industry. He can do some things, but he won't really be um, in that same role. So he, the things that he he will be dealing with will be much different. Um, More marketing base, yeah. Yeah, so I so I think that's good. So uh, a huge shout out to Fred Rui. Uh, really excited yeah. to see him.
1: Uh, I am too. Um, you know, I think Fred was pretty honest. You know, do things he you know, as far as running a company goes, yep. and dealing with with now regulation. He didn't want to be bothered with it, right? Yeah. Uh, look, I'll tell you, not, Jose Blanco was in the same boat. Yeah. Uh, you know, Las Cumbres was a brand on the rise, and, and he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to be bothered with that piece. Uh, so, but Fred was always saying, "I'm staying in the industry, but I'm waiting for the right opportunity." And uh, I couldn't be happier for Fred. Me too. Uh, the first, my first interv- my first interview I ever did was with Fred. Uh, Back on Stogie Geeks, and uh, I always hold that very, very special. So um, he's a good friend. I, I had dinner with him at Noah, which is a really good restaurant in the Dominican Republic. So uh, I, I couldn't ask for a. a, a, a I, I couldn't be happier, and, he, and I think it's going to be great. It's a win-win for Lucioni and Fred and Dion. You know. Oh, absolutely! Around. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Just, just uh, really excited. Really excited for him. And uh, yeah. and can't wait to, to catch up with him and, and see and you know see kind of what he what he's got what he's got uh, working on and um just kind of how how he does with it so it'll be really exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, get the best personality. Well, you, you,
1: yeah, I mean, if you're looking to have a uh, a first round draft pick for a marketing guy in the cigar industry, oh, Fred's 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 the first pick of the draft. Oh yeah, in a lot of cases. So. Oh yeah, I so he'd be I've in that had, first pick.
0: I've had off the air conversations with him about that stuff and. You know, his strategies and his, his techniques and his methods and, and, and you know, um, it, 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 he, he is good at it. And he, yeah. he, he knows his shit. He really does. Um, I, can, I can definitely say, like, yeah. Um, go ahead.
1: Yeah, when I split from Stogie Geeks um, and basically then I was going to form my own podcast, um, Fred wrote a book called Be the Lime. And it talked about basically trying to stand out stand out from a bunch of, you know, if you look at a whole, if you have a row of lemons, you want to be the lime, the one that stands out. And he had some, and it was some, one of the best books I ever read. Um, and it was easy to read and he did some podcasts to support the rollout of the book. Um, and, uh, I get to, it was very, very instrumental in how I started building the primetime shows was because of that book.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I didn't read that book, but um, I've read others that he's written.
1: Um, yeah, I've read uh, Thanks to the Memories. Uh, you know, the So Long and the Thanks for the Bacon. That's what it's called. Thanks for the Bacon, yeah. that was And that was a complete – that's more of a satire book, but it's, it's right. great reading as well, yeah.
0: But no, but Fred knows how to write. And he, and he actually wrote uh, a guest piece or two for the website. And yes, he, he did. He's like, hey, can I write something? And I was like, yeah, if you write it, I'll put it up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, 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 he is good with words, and he likes to write in – uh, and he knows how to write too, and uh, mm-hmm. and I've told him, hey, anytime you want to put something on there, just let me know, because he's one of the few people that I I just like just whatever you want, write it, and I'll put it up. Uh, cause yeah, he's good.
1: <laughs> Matt, he made good cigars. I mean, I don't I don't know if he was smoking back or really into it when he had his brand. The very he, he he has a good palate, and I will tell you what, he he was very honest in terms of his involvement in these projects. You know, some he was more involved with than others, and uh, you know, I I he really. Did a nice job with Nomad, I'll say that.
0: Yeah, I had a few of those um, older original Nomads that he, that he created. I want to say Huda. he had
1: that thing up to 50, 60 scoos. I mean, he had a lot of scoos in there. Mm-hmm. So good for Fred.
0: Yeah, good for Fred. Seriously, yep. he's yeah. he's awesome. He's the yeah. shit. Uh love that dude to death. Um, I think we're getting to that point. I can't really okay. I can't really delay it anymore. I know that's what everyone showed up for um yes i know spammers we know naked girls right here i know just please get off my feet i don't give a shit about you um i don't know we never had spam comments from youtube before and now all of a sudden they're, they're yeah. showing up um all right this kind of began a little a little bit i would say when did it originally start like three weeks ago Three or four weeks ago. Well, last show we talked
1: about this. We I did.
0: We we d- we, 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 d- we talked about it. Um, the letter that the PCA put out, which I think. I don't think was originally intended to be, what it became, but it it's already out there, and people have already made their, uh, you know, opinions or their 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 takes on it or in interpretations rather, on on what they felt it should be or what it is or what they're trying to say. Um. But basically, the letter about the marketing for cigars and um, the kind of like the the rights and wrongs and what should be and should not be happening and without pointing any fingers or naming any names, uh, just, you know, kind of putting it out there. And then people took it and ran with it. And obviously, people went and uh, pointed fingers on their own after that letter came out. Now, I think that no one has taken more offense to it. then Brian descended to, to Provada Cigar Club. Now, right. what I will say is that in Brian's case, it, it's not that letter was not written about Brian. It was not directed at Provada. It wasn't all about Brian. He's not the only one who has done things that you could say fall into that category. But he is the only one I think that has. Uh, I don't know if it's just because he he originally just chose to speak up about it, because um, he felt personally attacked and defended. But he's not the only one. Just to be just to be well, fair well, and to be clear,
1: yeah. He, when we interview him, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. You go ahead. Go first.
0: Well, I was just gonna say so. You know, in, in the fairness, because, you know, everyone on both sides comes out of the woodwork and it, it, it's become a very hostile topic. But to be fair to everybody, no, it was not directed at Brian specifically. It was not directed at Pravda specifically. Um, maybe at least that letter, people who read that letter and took it and then maybe pointed the finger at Brian. Um, that's what those people did. But the reality is, is there's other manufacturers who do stuff like that. So he's not like alone in this situation, but he seems to be the only one that has spoken out about it, Um, which is kind of the beginning gist of what this topic is. Kind of died down a little bit after he called out Carlito, um, because Carlito had shared. So I, I had published, I had published the, uh, letter from PCA on smokingtobacco.com. Carlito took my article, which was mostly just a copy of the letter because I wanted to present it just as they sent it, um, and shared the link and then shared like the link like seven more times. And I can't remember if he called anyone out specifically or Brian out specifically, but I know he was he was very fired up about it. He shared it several times and then people <coughs> got um they got into it. Brian called him out. Then it kind of died. And then this week, it came right back up, and it is bigger than it was before. Uh, Charlie Minato, of Halfwheel.com, I think everybody knows who Charlie Minato is at this point, uh, whether you're in the industry or not. Um, but our peer, Charlie Minato, wrote an article about this topic a little bit more in depth, and it was I think I think was it like the ten? It was supposed to be like the ten things about the cigar marketing that you should know or you shouldn't do or something like that. It was like, it was like 10 things I remember. Um, and ten thoughts
1: on marketing the kids, it was. the 10
0: thoughts. Yeah. And so that article comes out and, you know, once again, you know, Brian obviously, you know, came back with a response to it. You know, Carlito shared that all over the place again. Um, and I spoke to Charlie about it and he told me himself like, Hey, listen, the, you know, the intent was not to, to single any one person out or, but, he, but he named
1: names. He named names.
0: But he named names. You're right. Um, he named names. He uh, bear texted me. Oh, stop. Uh, never mind. Um, but yeah. So he, but he named names. And and Charlie and Charlie does do that. Um, yes. And but you know, and and that's and that's his, you know, look, that's his right. Um, mm-hmm. I can't say that he yeah. shouldn't or should not. That's hey, what what his thoughts and opinions are, his thoughts and opinions. They're not mine. They're not yours. He came on the Smoking Tobacco Show not too long ago. Um, you know, I was happy to have him on. Um, you know, we, we had a good time. We had a nice discussion. Um, he named some names on that show. Yes, he did. Um, and uh, one of those names was repeated a few times. And um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't rip the scab open or anything, but I just, you know, just for the record, you know, if a name was mentioned a few times and I, you know, I reached out to that person to kind of follow up with them and that person was mad at me too, just for, for being part of the conversation. And I, and I kind of felt bad because I was like, I mean, I, I, I really didn't, I really didn't feed into, to you specifically. I, I, and, and when people come on the show, they say what they want to say, um, you know, and, and th- and that's the and that's their right in in their defense it's their right to say what they want to say but it, it's not necessarily a reflection of my thoughts or feelings on on what they say um just so that's out there um you know and i apologize to that person you know and and you know but you know it is what it is i mean that, that it's what happens in media you know people topics come up things get said people get roped in i, I get it and you know i i can't lose sleep over it because it's you know it is what it is. And and I'll have a discussion with that person in person at some point soon and, and hopefully clear that out. But uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, again, back back to the main point, you know, mm-hmm. so he named names and then obviously that started some more some more trouble. And, you know, obviously that that topic is at the forefront again. So, um, you know, w- we we originally talked about the, the subject before how we felt on it on the show. Yep. Um Having said that, now that this has kind of come up in a different way again, you know, could, what are you, what are your thoughts on it at this point?
1: Yeah, I got a few thoughts here. No, thanks, Matt. I think you made some good points there. So let's kind of go with the timeline a bit uh, with the Charlie Minato article. Um, and the, this actually started when uh, JSK Cigars put out a press release. Um, it came out during the Great Smoke. Um, and it was for uh, a flavored cigar known as Rocky Road, uh, it was a Rocky Road ice cream cigar under a series called Munchies. Um, It's a series that JSK Cigars has been pretty transparent about what they were doing. But when they showed the the packaging, it looked like a bag of, uh, it looked like a ice cream bag, like is what it was, right? Uh, It it is something that um, I I took one look at that. I said, we're not going to put that on Coop. uh, Because again, I think media has some responsibility to take on this. Yep. And this, this one, I don't think it was great. This was, this was black and white here. Um, Nothing against JSK, but uh, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Uh, and it was passed on. But a few other guys who I have no—Aaron Loomis put it out there, and I have no problem. That's their right to go put that out there, just so you know. Um, and they put it out there, and no one said boo about this. All right? This was, and it was, like I said, there were a few websites that put it out there, not small ones. I didn't hear one peep about this release. Okay. Now one peep, yeah, and I know people saw it, right? Because these sites are web. And and we get to Tuesday morning, and Charlie puts out the editorial, which I had a feeling was gonna come out, based on his appearance on your show, and it's a little brief conversation in the DR. Not that I knew he had. He didn't tell me he was putting out an article, but I sensed he was gonna probably put a a stronger statement out there, Mm -hmm. um, on that, right? Um, he puts the article out there, and it was, I think it was, I think the, the startup up count back was the JSK thing, and he basically, in that article, articulated everything he said on the Spoken Tobacco show uh, a week and a half ago. Am I wrong? I mean, a lot of what he said in that article, it was it at is. a higher, more abstract level. Yeah. There was, there was no surprises in that article, right? There should be been no surprises because Charlie's been on the record. He said some of the things he said were on the record. Some things were, were not, right? Um, so, the thing I'll say about Pravada and Brian, um, he was named in the article. Uh, specifically, the Sesame Street cigar has been the controversial thing. Yeah. Uh, look, I had a very controversial Brian. We talked about this issue. Uh, the, he has been, he has been. Look, he's controversial again. But but the Sesame Street cigar issue, he's been. It's been said to him. It's been he's been beat up on this thing time and time again. So I read the article and I'm like, well. I understand Brian's upset, but what did he, what did he, what did Charlie write that had not been said before? I mean, everything was was said before. There was nothing new that was that suddenly was exposed with Brian. Uh, the cream cigar thing was maybe the only other thing, but but that was on Twitter. Even some of that stuff. So right. I I don't understand. I, maybe this is just building up to a point where he's I had enough of this, right? But again, there was nothing and I'll be honest with you, there are there are companies that are a bigger problem than Brian right now. Hmm. Than this, right? Uh, and I I'll say Ezra Zion, I think it's the, the biggest problem out there right now with it what they're doing, right? Even though it's a small batch. Um, you know, Caldwell was named in the article. Caldwell I think's gotten away from some of that stuff, just so you know. I agree. Um, They've done a better know. job with that. Yeah, I mean he did mention the the candy bar thing in there too. Um so we don't need to but but so I don't know quite what this like. Maybe it's just Brian. Enough's enough, and he just I've had it. But I wanted to say is there was nothing in that article, and suddenly the story turned from and it should have been all about blasting Riste for putting out such a release, right? Yeah. Um. And and, and bla- he should be he deserves to be blasted on that. But I'll say this: Risty was blasted on some fronts and took it like a man too. So, um. But but yeah. So I I don't. But then that all. The narrative all switched over to Brian, right, and his reaction where really there was nothing new in there that hadn't been said before. And if anyone's yeah. telling me this is something new, I, I'd like this because I, I went through the article again before today's show with Abe in here. There's nothing different. So what was the brouhaha like? Because Brian had a reaction to it. I get it. Yep. Um. And everyone fed it. Look, if you all don't like Brian, right, then don't keep feeding into him with this, right? Let him let him just say his thing and just be, be done with it. Then, um, that's my feeling. I, I just don't. I don't. You know, the more we talk about this, right? And look, it is newsworthy, so we're talking about, right? And I'm going to yeah. talk about it with Baron Tuesday. Yep. The more we talk about it, the more we're going to pull attention to this. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And and in reality, like I said, why aren't we really? And, I, and look, I think JSK, their timing of this Rocky Road ice cream thing, they could have picked a better pack. They could have. Look, I understand if he's been working on the project, for, and he has been working on his project for a while. You do not, you did not need to come out with a with, with packaging that looked like that. You did, you didn't, you did not need to do that. You didn't need to call this monkeys, right? You, you know, it's, it was a it was a clear fu to the industry on that. And I think it was I think it was a wrong move by him in that case. Yeah, that um, that that was
0: a blatant like.
1: That just, was a blatant like yeah. That and was a blatant Zion, middle finger. Yeah, and then Ezra Zion releasing a Snickers candy bar on Wednesday. Cigar? Called the candy? Called the candy bar? Like what? The, what the hell, guys? I mean, so
0: Am Mike okay over there? Is it loose?
1: Yeah, it's a little loose. I gotta just tighten it after, uh, which I can do. But yeah, so I mean, like I said, um, the provider waiting one thing. And look, if Brian's getting beat up on this a lot, he's um, getting beat up on this a lot. You know, you you know, you gotta put that stuff out there. Um, you know, if you're gonna do if you're gonna do controversial stuff like Risk Day and Brian and stuff, there's gonna be it's it's gonna come back. I mean, that's what I'm just gonna say. Um, well, then there was um. I'm trying to remember who made it.
0: Uh, who did the the f the FDA cigar? jsk Okay, so there's another exit So that's not even like marketed to its kids or whatever. But talk about doing something that directly blatantly gives the FDA fuel. <sighs> Like, you make a cigar yeah. like that. I know it. it's not part of that same argument, but in the in the bigger picture, like, why don't we rope that in, too? Why would you put out a cigar like that? And Like, I understand you're trying to be like, ah. You start like you're but starting, you're like, starting you know what? Playing you, to play into
1: a base that wants to do that. yeah. yeah. And, but
0: you're putting a target on not – you're not just putting a target on your, – you're putting a target on everyone's back. Because someone's going to see that and go, oh, cigar people, like, oh, fuck us. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, the one asshole did it, and now the rest of us no, have uh, to
1: uh, – you were in school, Matt? Right? When that one asshole in the class caused trouble, and the whole class got in trouble? Yep. Yeah. So I mean, what what these people are doing is they are making the the case for they are making the case to the American public for us to be regulated that much easier.
0: You know, I was speaking yeah. to Carney about this.
1: Yeah. Carney, well, he actually doesn't want to put that in my head. Yeah. Well, Carney yeah. had
0: Carney had a lot of things to say on it, and um, I know that he's been wanting a, a platform to to say some things, but. You know, his um, his stance on it was like, "Look, this is in such disarray, with people on like so divided on it, and fighting over it. This is an industry that's crying. We can't self-regulate ourselves, so please, FDA, come further regulate our industry because we can't do it ourselves because there's so much infighting over it." Uh, And that's a good point. Um, you know, there 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 is a lot of infighting over it, and it 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 makes the industry look worse. Than it needs to be, and if anything, you're just you're asking for more regulation because you can't deal with it on your own.
1: You know, and then and then the boutique cigar association, God bless them.
0: Hmm. I know you got a lot they, to say about this one too.
1: So they come out and they make a state because yeah, they always make a statement, right? Yeah. Uh, so they make a statement like they and they 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 love half wheel, right? That's. The only media source they talk to, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'll share everything from Half Wheel, just so you know. Um, okay, and that's sour grapes maybe on my part, but let's kind of let, let, I'll put that aside. Um, they share the article, they put a comment up on it. Thing comes down, right? Yeah. Like why are why, why are you pulling the statement down? Well, someone spoke without without the board's approval. I'm like, that's come on. What are you guys really? You're you're an association that that happens. Then they put a statement up, and it's the most obvious statement. We call for self-regulation, and we're calling for our committee to do this. like, With no plan of action to do this, like. and this is an organization that has no funds. Like Everyone has – it's self Look, they pay, like, I know they don't do fundraising. I know some of these guys do activities, and they pay for it out of pocket. Who's paying for this, right? Who are you looking to pay for this? Do you have a plan to pay for this, right? Uh, or are you just looking to dump this on the PCA, right? And And look, I'm going to say this. I got into this with Jay. Self-regulation is not going to solve this problem. No. It will help it. It will mitigate it. But it will not solve it. Because why is that someone will find a factory that will um, that will make these cigars. They'll release the cigars unbanded. They'll put it in a craft paper bundle. And someone will put a cute sticker on it. And there you go. And it won't matter. So you're not going to need to do any self-regulation in that case. Um, I agree. So I, that, that, honestly, I mean... So I don't want to say they, they put out this thing about self-regulation. I think self-regulation – there was a comment made to me, like, me, would the FDA get off our backs if there was self-regulation? I'm like, the FDA has no intentions of trusting this industry with self-regulation. We have like, we, This industry is constantly acting like children for the most part, right? Not, not marketing kids, but they, they just – I said a couple weeks ago, oh, we just want to have fun. The industry needs to put on their big boy pants. They need to grow up and, and stop this shit, okay? And stop this like everything's a joke out there. And and stop having fun, okay? And let's get serious and roll up our sleeves and solve some problems here.
0: I think one thing that should be said, yeah, is people need to remember how small this industry is. And it, you know, one one thing that and, and I've said it, yeah. you've said it, but a lot of times people, go, well, what about the alcohol industry? They do. Well, th- it's different well, regulation. but well, hold on. But here's but here's the biggest difference. Here's the biggest difference between us and the alcohol industry. The alcohol industry has pockets that go hundreds of miles deeper than ours. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's a big. True. It's a big part of it. And if you don't think it is, then you should do your homework, because it is. Remember, money talks. Okay. Right. Um, Big industry like that, yeah, they they can throw enough money around to, to get what they want. So mm-hmm. the premium handmade cigar industry is not as big as the alcohol industry. We don't have the money to fight the battles that they've gotten away with. It's just it's no. fact. I'm you, not. It's you, not you the don't. only reason, but it's a it's a it's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a it's a chunk of it. Mm-hmm. It's true, and that's yeah. why like you know the call to funding for you know the PCA and CAA and. C- whatever the fuck the CRA does. Uh, I mean, well, no, they, they've done some things. But lately, you know, like I got asked this question on, on Meet the Professor a few weeks ago. It's like, oh, well, what could the c- cigar rights of America do better? I'm like, <laughs> first of uh, all, oh, first of all, everything. That but I can come
1: up with 89 points on. For
0: everything. But first, the first and foremost, like, they're just so fucking quiet over there. Like, they don't communicate with it. What are they doing? They have, what are they working no, on? There's like, no leadership PCA, at right least now. PCA sends out letters and news and and, and 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 we get I get probably like two emails a week from the Premium Cigar Association. When's the last time I got a constructive email from the Cigar Rights of America?
1: Don't worry, no, I got the, Don't worry, I got, I'll wait. I got the one that was the last one I got was the bipart was the partisan letter blaming the blaming blaming the blaming the Democrats for everything. Like, right? that was the one we got right. Mm-hmm. Um, look, and I had this conversation with Josh Abursky, uh down in the Dominican Republic, and I said. There's overlap right now between scaraction.org and the CRA, and I think you guys need to address it, and here's why. If PCA sends a communication out and CRA isn't, there's different audiences for that. You're not reaching the audience with that, right? Um, And oh, by the way, here's the problem. You can't depend – look, I'm not – I've had this conversation with a lot of people. I'm not going to chase you down for news, right? If there's a big story, I'll be on top of it, right? But some of these other stories, which are more localized and stuff, I'm not going to chase down, right? You've got to do a better job of pushing that out to to, pe- to the media. It's not hard, right? They don't do that. So you know, if it's a local, like, be honest with you, a lot of stuff with the states right now, we're just not on top of it. I don't have the resources to cover that type of stuff. Jay, um, Jay
0: Davis made a nice point I'm going to share here, too. premium cigar industry might gross $1.2 to $1.4 billion. The tax revenue alone in the alcohol industry in the United States alone more is seventy billion dollars.
1: Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. It's exactly the point. That's it. People. And you know what? And, and what? About,
0: and if you don't understand what that correlation means, then you you gotta do yeah. some more reading.
1: Yeah. No, it's true. And and look, alcohol is regulated differently than tobacco. Yeah. Um. So it's, it's a different true. set of rules. It's a different set of rules. Um. And this industry has, look, we haven't talked about this a lot, right? We've been terrible at like mobilizing our troops when it comes to um, when it comes to these open comment periods with the FDA. We've been terrible at it, right? Um, because we don't we haven't provided enough prescriptive guidance on how to submit these comments, right? Yep. so they submit comments for feedback, and the FDA is looking for scientific feedback and data points, and we get people submitting, Comments. Hands off my cigars. You know, it's uh, you're gonna destroy. You're gonna destroy jobs. The FDA doesn't care about that. No. The FDA cares about science right now, and we have we as the cigar industry has done a terrible job at guidance with with with, with people submitting these comments. I'm not saying you're gonna eliminate these comments, but again, we've done a horrible job at educating people on this stuff. Um, and we need to have real constructive comments in there. Um, because this is why the FDA they make these, as, and we know the FDA is making wrong decisions. This is not like me defending the FDA here, but you know we have to uh, we we have to kind of get off this hands off my cigars thing. Or why does the alcohol industry get away with this? We got to focus on the battle here, um, and this shouldn't be a hard thing to do. Is what I'm saying. This shouldn't really. Be, this should be a slam dunk for us, and and it's made made more complicated because there's no leadership here with that.
0: Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I I feel like someone made this point to me recently. It was some, well, somewhat recently. You got the PCA, you got CAA, you got CRA, you got a B- BCA, you got the BCA, whatever the fuck they do. Um, <laughs> it sounds more like an exclusive club than a committee. Um, and it's like, well, we got all these different groups, but like, you know, like who who's doing what? You know what I mean? Uh, right now, if you ask me, the people who are at least the most um, transparent and communicating the most is the PCA, right? The CRA and the CAA, I mean, I know they don't do nothing, but... CAA does a lot more. We just don't... We don't hear about it.
1: But they do communicate with their members. Like, right. I will yeah, say that. I
0: would say the worst culprit out of the th- out of the three main ones I take the BCA out of there the three main ones the CRA is the <laughs> one that needs the most work they need the most help right PCA has its issues they have issues with the trade show it's no secret we all know we all know what those issues are and we like and I personally and Coop I think you feel the same way I think that everyone over at the PCA right now they know of those issues and they're working on it whether or not you feel the same way or you see it to me and the conversations that I've had they're working on it, and you know Jay's watching. They too. are Jay's on the board at the PCA. You know Scott Pierce has been doing a great job. Josh Haberski's doing a great job. You know, just because everything hasn't changed right away, that doesn't mean that they're not working yeah. on stuff. There has no. been there has been a huge difference in the last six months alone than there was a year ago.
1: Listen, they've done a great job considering. Like, do they have like uh, do they have the wins? Not yet, right? They have. They've made some progress, right? Yeah. Uh, and Look, I can just tell you, going back and dealing with PCA, which was IPBR ten years ago, it was look at look at ten years ago compared to now. Um, and by the way, you know they, they got through that whole thing with CigarCon, which was a which was a which was a thing. And Jay and I talked to, Jay and I and Aaron talked about this on Thursday. Yeah. But I think they got through that, and they got through a very difficult furlough period. Uh, there's transparency. They're addressing some things. Yep. Uh, Jay was very open on our show, by the way, and he did a tremendous job. I want to thank him personally, uh, and I'll plug the show. But Jay did a great job on that. Uh, and you know, there's board members I've been able to call up and, and ask questions to. When uh, J- Jay's kind of been like my, my go-to guy on a lot of stuff and my sounding board, and uh, I, I appreciate him sometimes dealing with me. Well, you know, uh, we
0: we talk about Jay a lot, and you know, we have fun with Jay. But the reality is. One of the reasons why we love Jay so much, again, not just because he's listening, but yeah, to to, yeah. In, to inf- enforce why we, we reference him so much, is Jay is one of those people who's just so connected with everything that's going on right now. Yeah. He, he takes the time to educate himself. He takes the time to be involved with PCA. He takes it to get And remember, he runs a store, too. So he has a business. Yeah. And so Yeah. You know. He's a business owner that takes the time to get involved in issues and educate himself Ah. and then try to educate other people because, you know, in the end, it it only benefits him in running a business, which is the way it should be Um, in an industry like ours that has its issues. So that's the reason why people like Jay, like I I would say, if you don't know Jay, get to know Jay. Um, You know, when he is on shows, he's coming on our show. When's he coming on? May? I think he's coming on May. So he'll be on our show, too. Um, you know, pay attention to those shows. He, he has interesting things to say, and, you, and, you, yeah. and I guarantee you'll learn something new.
1: Um, you might not agree with him, but you'll learn something. I'll say that. Um,
0: yeah, or, and even if you don't agree with yeah. him, you might get into a topic where you might right. disagree, but you didn't know you were you had feelings on that until he brought it up. So
1: I mean, there's a couple of things I've gotten to Jay, and I've said I disagree with it, man. and he's always been like very respectful back to me on it, right? Um, and there's other times I disagree with him, and then he's got me thinking. I'm like, well, he's not wrong. Maybe he's got something here. So, so yeah, I've always gone out with an open mind, too. Um, we agree more than we disagree is what I'll say. People always but, uh, use
0: that term like, oh, he's a thinker. But seriously, like Jay yeah. Davis is a thinker. Yeah. Uh, and I've had a lot Ooh. of conversations with him. I had a lot of conversations with him last weekend down at the Great Smoke. You know, He, he has yep. some very good things to say. Um, and I would say that it, it would be nice to see even more people like Jay um yep. who who don't just go like ah oh, I just sell my cigars I don't give a shit like no oh, yeah. well what what what's going on like what what's going on in the industry and um yeah it it it's definitely a good thing to have so when these conversations come up um you know you can kind of maybe be involved more or you can have more of a voice cuz you know you listen to more people like Jay yeah. um who have things to say in terms of the marketing thing, like look, we, we, we have talked about it on the show before. Um, you know y- you kinda know how Coop and I feel about it, you know, we're 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 on the kind con- we're we're both on the side where we feel that a lot of that stuff probably shouldn't happen. Um and, and and the reason for that is not because we're picking on anyone specifically, but because when you look at the facts, uh and the things that the FDA has openly said to us as an industry about some of the things that they see, and their biggest thing is flavoring, and which kind of goes hand in hand with and kids, the marketing yep. to kids or trying to appeal to kids, that's going to be the biggest thing. the The biggest thing right now is they don't want kids uh, having access to it or, or or trying to target them into getting into it later or whatever. Um, and we agree because you know what, all that does is just paint a target on our back, and we don't want them to to have anything to hold over a head like, well, you know, you guys, you know, you guys are trying to trick kids. Oh, you're trying to get kids. You got that dangling carrot there for kids. Mm-hmm. No. And cause that's not what we're about. And it's been said so many times. That's not what we're about some people go rogue and yeah, they want to have fun and I, and I get it. And trust me, if this industry was a little bit different, I'd be like, you know what? Knock yourself out, make all the fun shit you want to do. Other industries get to do it, but our industry is not like those other industries and we don't have that luxury of being able to always get away with it. And I feel like if we just kind of let it run wild, eventually it'll bite us in the ass. Yeah, um, that's what I right too. What, and then what happens is we get bit in the ass, and then we get things taken away from us, and then that little bit of fun that you guys wanted to have, now no one gets to have any fun whatsoever with anything. And, you know, and then as everyone as a whole is like, oh, shit. Like, now it's not like what it used to be. And, and it's not to blame anybody specifically. Again, it's just, it's, it's the ideology of the concept as a whole. And, um, it's just something to think about. And that, and I think that's, and no one's, you know, Coop and I are not up here, like screaming at people being like, oh, you, you suck and take that shit. Like we, we disagree with it. We disagree with the concept. We don't, we don't think that it's a good idea business wise, um, uh, for the industry, and and that's really it too. It it's no and if, all, and, and if people take offense to that, like I'm sorry, but like we we at least we've provided factual um, information on why we feel that way. We're not just going and targeting people like Brian or Ezra Zion and calling them out and just being like, "Well, you guys do that, you suck." Like, no, that's not that's not what our narrative is. Yeah, it, so, it shouldn't
1: be. Pay- well, I'm not. There's enough. There's enough uh, around, unfortunately. It's not one problem. It's not one person is the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so it's it's not going
0: to go away. And that doesn't mean that that because of those few products that are out there, that doesn't mean that we're saying that the the companies as a whole just shouldn't exist. Because they make other things that are, you know, like a regular thing doesn't really fall into that questionable category. So yeah. it's not like, well, you just shouldn't be in business. It's right. There's just very specific items. It's very specific yeah. items that it's like, look, in the grand scheme, this is what the FDA has said to us before. They see these things, and we have to say we don't do that. And then they go, well, what about that, though? Rocky Road ice cream. What do you do? Kids love that.
1: It's like, well, what? I don't
0: know. And then we look like assholes with a thumb up our ass because, like, well, yeah, that guy did that.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, and it's more than that. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be asked. But, you know, I said media has a responsibility here, too, at this point. And uh, I think they need to look closely at what they're, what, what they're covering um, and make some decisions on that. And it's tough. You know, we can't totally not cover – a segment of the industry either, um, but you know, if you also you know the influences, a influences stop dressing up like superheroes and stuff like that. That ain't helping either, okay? Um, you know that's not helping. I'm not saying I didn't even you guys see are, any I, of
0: that. Well, who's who's doing that?
1: I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> yeah, no, <that's, laughs> I'm not, it's true. I'm true. not going there. I I'm, didn't even see of, that
0: though. People, but, wait, so people actually doing that? They dress up as superheroes and marketing cigars? I, I, I saw
1: one. Yeah, but uh. I, I didn't to, say I, it. So I'm know. just gonna. I'm just gonna kind of leave it at that, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't at, even at, know. I, I don't even know shitstorm, right? But, but I don't think this person either is, is saying, just because they're dressing up I'm like Superman or whatever, saying, um, they're trying to market to a kid either. So that that's very clear. I want to make that very clear. I don't think any of these people who, who are doing that are trying to market to the kids. They're saying it doesn't help. Right. Yeah. So. It's true. So, um, that's all I'm saying. But I I know. I don't think there's anyone I know who's an influencer or media who who is doing that. I just but I just want to say um, we got be. Unfortunately, we have to be a little careful. It's unfortunate that we're in this situation. It's unfortunate you can't dress up like Superman and do something like that. Yeah. So, it yeah. It's is. unfortunate. It, it it is unfortunate. It really is. Um
0: and Jay has another comment here and I'll I'll bring this up and I'll read it too since we have a second here. Brian to his credit did and this is from Jay Davis, Brian. To his credit, did post today that the industry should work together. Perhaps pressured, or maybe of a good heart. That was good to see. Um, yes.
1: Yeah. I, I, I hope no, so. And, and,
0: and I agree. And I think what he. I, I hope I, so. I and hope. That, and what he said is true. Uh, I mean, we should be together uh, I, on it. It's yeah. the only way it's gonna work. You yeah. know, we have to be together on it. Um, uh, if everyone's fighting about it, you know, then the FDA looks at look at this industry who they they can't even get their shit together. And it's like, we need to step in and just take over.
1: I'm telling you, there's been members of Congress who said we don't have our shit together. I'm telling you, it's happened with Congress people. Uh, John Boehner was a good example of that.
0: And Mark raised to us as
1: well. It, we um, just don't have our shit together. Uh, and we have to be the adults in the room. I, the premium cigar industry. Why can't we be the adults in the room?
0: Mark writes to us, from an outsider's perspective, I see singular issues being addressed as they arise, not a unified message across multiple platforms to win the war in the long run.
1: When I still see people trying to come up with the definition of a premium cigar, <laughs> we're 15 years into this thing. It's like, come on, are we still arguing over the definition of a premium cigar 15 years later? I mean, this is this, we should be far beyond that. And I, and I still see this debate come up on other shows like – Yeah, if we can get the definition of a premium cigar, like if you're having that discussion on, yeah, it's like, come on, uh, we we have to be beyond that at this point.
0: The fact that 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 conversation still comes up is mind blowing. To be honest with you, I mean, it is. It's mind blowing. It's. it's,
1: It's. I I think the I think the the associations have done a good job with that. Let's just go with that. Yeah.
0: Um. And it's really simple, too. It doesn't have to be this Merriam-Webster's dictionary description on page 112. That's like a premium handmade cigar. I think um, in the simplest simplest way to explain it is a handmade um, product used with, you know, aged tobaccos, um, organic tobaccos that are not, you know, chopped up and fed with chemicals and all that crap. Um, like the like the cigarette whole industry le- is. Whole leaf, yep. Whole leaf. Yep. Um, you know, whole leaf handmade premium tobaccos that are, you know, hand rolled into a cigar and you know, and it's it's really simple. It's not that complicated. It's like, well what is a premium cigar? Like it, it that's what it is. It, it it's it doesn't get more simple or complex than that. It's it's all it is. Yep. It's whole leaf yep. hand rolled cigars. Um, yeah, what What else does it really need to say? The, the fact that they're still pissing around with this thing is like, yeah, like I, when I
1: see this on, like, yeah. Well, I think some of it's because of the flavor, unfortunately, it's thrown a little bit well, of The, an the argument.
0: flavor or infused. Yeah, which that's might be a better term. Through. I understand that does create some complications. Now, does that also mean that I feel like that shouldn't exist? No, we shouldn't lose on to that because you know, we that only, that only hurts everything else, too the the flavored conversation is an interesting one because, um, obviously, that's it's. I think it's the primary issue right now because it's the easiest one for them to really target right now. And I, coop, in your opinion, do you think that the the big boom of all the flavored vape juices and stuff from a few years ago really brought that much more heat onto the industry, or was this really that big of an industry before that?
1: I think it was before that, um, because I mean you had you've had other, you know, you've had the machine stuff that's been around for years. So, I maybe put a little more attention to it, but, but it's always been out there. Right. Um but the issue is, you know, when you get into a flavored premium cigar, people can't like comp- people don't understand the definition of a um a premium cigar. And the most interesting thing I can remember is um my dad and I went to an, into a cigar store um, my dad's a cigarette smoker. He smoked the same brand of cigarettes for fifty years. Yeah, and this was a this was about seven or eight years ago. This was with my dad, right? A little longer maybe. And I, I have like um a tray that I'm walking around with, and I'm taking this cigar, this cigar, and I'm putting it on here. And my dad's like, well, "What's wrong? with Can you decide what you want?" Like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You got like nine different cigars on here, like like like." And I said, "I said, well." yeah, I want to try all these. And he's like, w- can't you just settle on one? I'm like, it doesn't work like that. And then I started explaining it to him. He wrote again. He didn't understand the industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I explained, well, these are diff- there's different origins of tobaccos. There's different sizes and different formats. And, uh, you know, some, you know, there's different uh, vintages and, you know, kind of opened up some eyes. Like uh, He didn't realize that, you know. So it is a very different product. I think when you get into the flavored piece, it's it's people look at it maybe as the same thing, but when you get into a flavored premium cigar, that's a whole different animal than, than a uh, It's like a hybrid. Than a backwards cigar, yeah. Is what I'm saying. Right. So you know, there's premium tobacco in an acid cigar. There's very good tobaccos in an acid yeah. cigar.
0: It's really
1: true. I'm sure I'm sure Riste is using good tobacco in his Rocky Road munchies or whatever, right? Um that's not cool. that's not what I'm questioning. On it. So, but that's, that I think, to answer your question, I think it was going back to, uh, I think, like I said, that you've had things like Backwoods on, on the market for years. So I'm sure, but I think the vape thing may have put a little more attention on it. Maybe. A I, little think it,
0: I think it kind of opened up a can of worms because it, it was like, oh.
1: They they were going to go thing. after Flavored at some point, no matter what, right? Because they went after right. Mendel. <coughs> they went after it with the cigarette industry. It was a matter of time before they were going to do it. The state of Massachusetts has
0: banned all flavored tobaccos, and so, like, menthol cigarettes are now illegal here.
1: But Drew um, Estate's legal. I think you could buy your Estate in Massachusetts because it doesn't fall into that. I think... I think we've had this discussion before. We have,
0: we? and I'm trying to remember. I feel like there was a there was a stipulation to it. I think it's if it's at a lounge... And you're smoking it in the lounge, I believe they're allowed to sell it, but you can't sell it at like a store where you can only buy it and carry it out. Interesting. I, I feel like I don't know why, but that that stipulation comes to my mind. And I don't right. even and I can't even remember if that's true or not, but I feel like I heard that and I don't remember. Because uh, I kind of forgot about that. But I feel like that might be the case. I, I'd have to I'd have to check into that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um Either way, even if that's the case, there's still a lot of retailers that you lose business with. Because Acid yeah. is available... <sighs> Excuse me. Um, acid is still available in a lot of non-lounge stores, whether it's a cigar store or it's a convenience store or a liquor store. Acid is one of those cigars that's kind of available in, in most places outside of a, a standard or a traditional cigar shop. So now you'll lose all that. So... And in Massachusetts, there's actually not many cigar lounges. So, I mean, I could probably count them on my hand. So, you go from all of the stores that carried it to, like, five or six people in the whole state. So, if that is true, and again, I can't remember what it is. But, yeah, I mean, that's still a big loss in terms of business for Drew Estate. Um... Menthol cigarettes are definitely gone. I remember being up in, when it first went into effect, um, a lot of the cigar shops that I hang out in were right over the border in New Hampshire. And um, you'd see people come in all the time, be like, hey, you guys have cigarettes? Hey, you have cigarettes? Hey, you have cigarettes? Because they're coming over the border looking for menthols because they can't buy them, you know, a half a mile down the road inside Massachusetts. So they all come over the border looking for them, which is now the new thing in that area. Um, or at least it's been for the last year or so. Uh, Jay, does anyone in Massachusetts still buy tobacco there, or does everyone go to Pennsylvania or New Hampshire? To be honest with
1: you, I still oh. buy some of it here. Um, there are people. Who, yeah, I mean, you got central Massachusetts and stuff where people are buying cigars. Because once in a while, I'll pop into
0: LJ Peretti downtown because uh, mm. I know some people over there, and they're good people, and, and I try to support them when I can. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I, I, I do. I, I'm, I'm buying from from up north, um, especially considering there's no sales tax or tobacco tax in New Hampshire, which not a lot of people realize. Yeah. Uh, it's both. So you pay the straight retail on those. Bu- and most of the retailers up there don't usually jack up on, like, special stuff too. So when you find stuff up there, you're paying the, the actual MSRP and not a dollar or penny more. Yep. Um, Jay, you are correct on that. Um, I don't think it was uh huge public knowledge, but yeah, he, uh, he, he was, I don't know if he still is, but he was, um, I, I, I met him in there a few times. Um, sorry, I forgot where I was going with this. My brain's starting to get foggy. Um, yeah, so, uh, but again, yeah, so in this area, yeah, that is the case. It's it's definitely a haven. Pennsylvania is the same way um, in terms of, you know, states that are definitely more friendly to cigars. I mean, Massachusetts, New York, California, are definitely not the best states if you have to buy a lot of cigars or higher priced cigars in because, I mean, they're, they're going to get you on those taxes. Even Nevada has high tobacco taxes. Uh, they're another one, too. Mostly because of. The areas you buy them in, such as like you know Las Vegas or Reno, the very high tourist areas. I mean, yeah, you're. I feel like those are even even higher because it's you're buying them in a touristy area, which anything in a tourist area is always more expensive anyway. Um, And the the state of Nevada basically relies on tourism taxes, or income from tourists, to survive. That's pretty much their bread and butter. So, um, yeah. Anyway, so some states are worse than others. New Hampshire's a great one. And we're fortunate enough to have that close by. So um I feel like that, that whole thing got away from us there. We we slowly drifted away from the conversation of the marketing stuff.
1: But I think it's all it's all tied in. I really yeah. do. No, yeah, I agree. And
0: yeah. it's all it's all good stuff to talk about too.
1: Yeah, it, it's important stuff, yeah.
0: Sorry, I'm trying to keep my cigar lit. Who's kinda of going out there a little bit? Cigar is good. I think it tastes different, though. I almost wonder if these are starting to age out. Or they already have age on them, too. But I almost wonder if they're kind of starting to age out a little bit. i got to finish this box. Mm-hmm. They don't taste as sweet as they used to. Uh, that's strange. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I'll rotate them around. That's weird. It's a little bit more, uh, little more char on that taste there. I don't know what that's all about. Um, then I remember. But aside from all that, I mean, I think we've covered that pretty well. Yep, um, I think we did. Th- it's really all that needs to be said on it. I really don't think we need to really dissect it as we used to, um, or as we previously did, I should say. Um, so I think that was, and that was really the biggest topic. I think people really wanted to hear us talk about too. So obviously, it's 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 the buzz right now in the industry. But again, outside of that, um, I think we've covered everything that I wanted to cover. I don't know about you, Coop. If you had anything else you wanted to mention before we sign off.
1: No, I think we covered everything. Uh, like I said, it's been a very uh, dynamic month, uh, for sure. So, um, you know, we're gonna be getting uh, before we know it, we're gonna be in PCA season. Yep. So, so uh, I have to actually get a few things done uh, to get get our coverage going this year. So, we're in the process of that, and I think that process I'll be starting in April. So, uh, the the year moves fast. I mean, we were already. End of year list seems like it was last week. That's how quick it was. though. So. Oh, uh, one thing I will tease
0: while we're here, I can't, I can't say too much. I can't be very specific either um, because some some things have not been um, finalized on certain accounts. Um, but I will I will tease this here. Um, the smoke and tobacco team will be expanding once again. Um, we had brought in a couple of people before, just really wasn't a good fit for them. Um, so unfortunately they didn't stay around, but this, but this person that, um, will be coming in, um, and I don't want to say really too much, uh, has been around for a little while and most people in this industry know who this person is. So we are very excited to have this person be working with us. Um, someone who's really going to grow with us as a brand too, they're not just going to kind of come in and you know they're, they're going to be with us at, in the core lineup um, for a lot of things we do. What I will also say is that means that officially the smoke and tobacco review department will be opening and smoking tobacco will start to publish reviews. Um, that's all I'm going to say at this point not a, not a letter more because uh, it's just not really the time but I will tease that. So that will obviously change a lot of things for us as we move forward as a as a brand. So, um just keep an eye on that and uh more will follow in the um not sure how long, but relatively soon. So I w- I will throw that out there. Okay. Which is uh really exciting. We're really really happy about this. It's uh it's going to be really really fun for us. Um but also it's going to be, it's going to be great for the, for everyone involved, uh, as well. So really excited for that. So keep an eye out for that. There's going to be some new exciting things coming and the smoke and tobacco reviews will be coming. So, uh, we will be dipping our toe into the, into the review game. Um, I might even start to do a few as well. Having said that, so, That'll be something that I will tackle because I won't have to do it alone. So uh, we'll, we'll see. But other than that, that's really all I got.
1: Um, look, okay. I guess um, if I could plug a couple of things. Um, Absolutely. Okay. Uh, next week's like a huge week on Cigar Coop. Um, not only will I have some of the more of the pro cigar articles, particularly the Fuente article. Hopefully I get this done tomorrow. Um, but Monday primetime jukebox, we're starting our, uh, our version of like, we've done a similar thing like the McAuliffe madness, but we did it with music this year. We drafted, uh, nineties albums from the 1990s. Uh, so John McTavish and Hector participated with Dave and I, uh, we did a draft show where we pick our selections that are going to go into the tournament. So that will be Monday. We do that. On Tuesday, Bear and I will be on. We're doing special edition. We're going to talk more great smoke. I think we're going to talk more responsible marketing. But we're also going to be doing our aging experiment on the Aladino Corojo Reserva Figurado where we take a cigar, age it, and then age it a little more and uh, see how it goes. I've heard really
0: good things about that specific blend, getting additional age. I know people who do it.
1: Um, it's interesting. Yeah. uh, I can tell you, you know, that was my cigar of the year in the Robusto in 2018. It's, and it does have an interesting effect. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and we do, we do. So we do, this is the six month interval. We're a little late on the six months. I think we're doing it like seven or eight months, but we do six months and then we do a year and we, we discuss how it's changed over time. Um, so that's always a lot of fun to do that we do those. And while we're doing it, We talk other things, so that's why we're going to throw in some of the—I'm sure we'll have some other topics to cover as well. Uh, So you want to stay tuned. That's Tuesday. Wednesday on the Smoking Syndicate, Ben Lee and I will be smoking the Casada 1974 Toro. Um, So we'll be doing that live on the air Wednesday. And Thursday we have Tony Bilotto on. Oh, Tony. Which— Oh, I'm going to tell you, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony, actually, uh, he's got the new company, actually. So You know, I wanted uh, to
0: bring that up. I forgot all about that. If you haven't yeah, heard, uh, sorry, Coop, I'll just throw, I'm going to throw this out you real yeah, quick. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's totally Tony Bellotto uh, of La Barba Cigars has now launched a new cigar venture called Bellato Premium Cigars, which, if I understand, Coop, correct me if I'm wrong, this will be separate from La Barba.
1: Yeah, and I think he's doing, and I'm going to ask him this, but I think he's doing this because this is a project with his father. And okay, he has a yep. partner already on La Barba. So I think it made some sense to do a separate company with that. Yeah. Uh, but Tony has like three companies now because he's got – he also owns a piece of Lost and Found. Yep. Uh, and, you know, I, I think I'm going to have some interesting discussions with Tony on Lost and Found. Um, so um, because I think Lost and Found, they've, they've been changing how they're doing things over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, and I, and I think Lost and Found created that whole concept. I mean they they really made that thing popular. So Tony, uh, but Tony's an extraordinary palate. I mean, you, you've interviewed Tony, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, guys got an extraordinary palate, and, uh, he's coming on
0: he, the show in March. Uh, yeah, a couple it, weeks, couple weeks. Okay. There
1: you go. All right. So Tony's red hot right now, but, uh, no, uh, great guy. So yeah, uh, a full week next week, because I think the week after I'm actually taking off again, uh, I have to deal with some other stuff, uh, personally, but, um, so yeah, there's gonna be a lot next week. Uh, stay tuned.
0: Yeah, it'll be exciting for sure. Um, this week we have Glenn Case of Christoph Cigars coming on the Smoke and Tobacco Show. Um, and then we'll be back two weeks from tonight with another episode of the Spare Notes series. Um, and then I believe after next week, who do we have? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I don't, is that the week Tony's coming on? Uh, no, I believe. Uh, so this week is Glenn Case. The week after is Henderson Ventura. Yep, Ventura. Yeah. And then I think the following week after that is Tony Bellato. So... So uh, some really interesting shows coming up, so don't forget to, to check those out on Thursday nights yeah. at seven PM Eastern as well as everything that Coop's got going on that he just mentioned too. Yeah. Coop's got a lot to do. Yeah, <laughs> um
1: we have some more guests we have to book uh which we're we're finalizing those actually. But the other thing we're doing is um later this month, Espinosa Cigars has Lizona Palooza. Uh Cigar Coop will not be there this year. Um but we will be covering it. Uh and normally the media people have always had a night that they get to do palooza. They usually do it from on-site. A um, couple of years ago, we, we decided we wanted to do the pregame show. Um, and I've always asked if we can have that pregame show slot because I think it's a better interview. So we'll probably have Hector and Jack on the show that night uh, to talk about the event, talk about Espinosa, we we'll talk Guy Fieri and all that. So um, – We've done that, like I said, but we won't be there this year. But uh, we'll be there in spirit. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, guys, I think that's gonna do it for yep. us tonight on the uh, Spare Note series. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, we've been broadcasting live. Well, at least I have from the Drew Estate Studios in Boston, Massachusetts. Coop. All the, the way down Perlman, there in Indian Trail, North Carolina.
1: The Peronow Studios on the black stage tonight.
0: That's right on the black. These are on the
1: red stage, but I did uh I didn't flip it, so. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I like the yeah. black
0: stage though; it's cool. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, so you've been listening along. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And we will see you guys next time. Take care, everybody.